0: This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, like every episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv Uh, in addition. um, There are a host of great shows on this network. I don't know if you know that, but if you go to duckfeed.tv, you can find a bunch of awesome other shows like The Level or like Teenage Dirtbags or check it out Comrade. Um, you can also abject suffering you can also find a bunch of great writing or at least average writing where can you get average writing on the internet that's right duckfeed.tv all right uh, you guys are all here to audition for our brand new game sanitarium is that correct yep
1: yeah yeah Yeah. Yep.
0: all right yeah so here, first one on the list here uh, jack walters is jack walters here
1: yep all right, Jack Walters on the case.
0: Okay. Now, Jack, in this scene, your character comes across two children whose faces have been melted together. And they, they look like this ninth-level shub monstrosity. And and one of the kids, he, she keeps mentioning uh, she wants her wood mommy. And the other kid is just moaning listlessly. Her lips are hanging like a pair of curtain flaps. It's disgusting. And, and you have never been more afraid in your life. How do you react?
1: Well, what an odd duckling. Come here, sugar beet, and tell old Jack about your maple matriarch.
0: Maybe a little more hard-boiled than we're looking for, but but we'll give you a call. Um, yeah, just uh, go ahead and take a seat. Um, do we have a... In the, Barry? Is Barry here? Yeah, Barry yeah. Okay, okay, Mr. Burton. Um, so you can come on up. So in this scene, you're in a carnival of tears, and a group of deformed circus performers... Uh, cir- deform, circus deformers? Circus, uh, they're all living in terror because this mutated squid freak has been picking them off one by one. They don't know which day is going to be their last. And, and you're this little girl. And in order to solve this puzzle, you have to help this ridiculous dog boy out of a cage by picking a lock with a tattoo needle you stole. You don't know if you're going to get caught. You're tense. And go. I'd find Jill,
1: the master of unlocking. And then I'd make a sandwich.
0: That, no, the catering should have... got. Okay. So in the in the scene, you actually pick the lock. Um, you are the little girl, and and if it helps to call the little girl Jill, that's fine. I just uh, remember it's you versus the lock. You're picking the lock and go.
1: I'm only good against living creatures. I'm no good against an inanimate
0: lock. Uh, acting. Okay, okay, okay. Um, no, that, that don't uh, don't call us. We will call you. Um, ah, Slim Pickens. Uh, you, yeah, uh, buddy, the janitor. Um, have, have you ever wanted to be in a video game?
1: I'm not a janitor. I play a retro TV dad in the studio
0: down the hall. Uh, never mind that, Ward. The, uh, okay, let's say uh, you saw somebody just repeatedly banging their head up against a brick wall, and then blood is there and it's breaking through the skull, and they've maybe got brain damage. Uh, how would you react?
1: Diagnosis crazy.
0: We have a winner. I'll call the studio, I guess. All right. I quit. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro video games podcast. Yes, and this week we are talking
1: about Sanitarium, which is uh, an adventure game developed by uh, Dreamforge Entertainment and published by ASC Games for the PC in
0: 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this game you play as a man who wakes up in a mental hospital covered in bandages, and you're stricken with selective amnesia and can't recall why you've been committed. <laughs> You're really selling it with your. I'm, uh... I'm still I'm still in the sketch voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am uh. I, I had a real bad headache all day, and then it kind of lifted, and I feel good. You got but locked I, into I that for about joke. 45 minutes, and then we're going to get to the Aztec chapter, and I'm just going <laughs> to be moaning softly into the microphone as you <laughs> read the synopsis. Uh... Uh... <laughs> but for now, well, now yeah. I'm so and. I'm I'm mirroring the energy of the game.
2: I'm very (laughs) excited in the beginning
0: and very great. And then I'm going to just turn into a big fart. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, I think we should we both take shots at NyQuil?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, some slow acting time release. (laughs) caplets
1: <laughs> oh man so as i said in the kind of uh, uh banner there this is a point-and-click adventure game that uh unlike some of the other point-and-click adventure games they've covered actually takes place from this top-down perspective um imagine something that that looks similar to diablo but controls similar to something that doesn't have controls
0: yeah well it, i mean it controls like an adventure game like you click where where to move kind of you no, no. there's no pathfinding you just kind of hold down well
1: yeah, he walks you,
0: he walks in the direction of your cursor yeah I, I feel like i played a game that did something similar to this before or we have for the show but it's pretty unusual right um i, I mean i have issues with the controls too but this is not my that's not my issue with the controls <laughs> um the uh, so puzzles are usual adventure game kind of fair, like where you're you're picking up items and using them together, and obj- objects in the environment and dialogue, interacting with uh, NPCs. And then there are also uh, each kind of chapter has what the what the developers called a pop out puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, which is something that akin to. And the, this is not a direct comparison, but it's something like Mist, like you're, yeah, you're dealing yeah. with a machine. Um, how do you make this alien technology work? Mm-hmm.
1: Something that uh, takes up the whole the whole screen, and uh, you're kind of like manipulating different parts of it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and kind of the hook for Sanitarium is this uh, uh, complete atmosphere of surreality, right? You know, in the, in both the environment and uh, and the settings, um, down to mm-hmm. the point where each chapter takes place in kind of a different genre of the story, or at least each major chapter. There are interstitial chapters that take place inside of the uh, Sanitarium and around the grounds. but um, But yeah, you are kind of changing not just settings and genre, but also characters as
0: well. Mm -hmm. yeah um the game is completely voice acted and uh i'm we'll we'll have to confer our notes and everything the main character i think is terrible i I think (laughs) the main character is an awful voice actor i think the rest of the cast is generally pretty decent um I, I don't like in the notes, Cole just has this is a problem. So I don't know <laughs> what, what that means exactly. It's,
1: it's mostly <laughs> so. This is the this, this is one of those things where one of those times where my opinion of the game has uh has tainted the section of the notes. Yeah. Um, I say this is a problem mostly because of the main character. We are seeing these events through his eyes, and instead of pulling like a survival horror kind of thing, like a Silent Hill where he undersells it, um, he sounds kind of like uh dan savage if he just randomly enunciated
0: words he, to me he sounds like um like a like ward cleaver oh. like he sounds like he sounds like a narration for a 50s like a cereal <laughs> or something like that this is the kind of cereal you need like it's, <laughs> it is he's very enthusiastic and flat and i think what they were going for was that kind of you know not necessarily silent hill like everyone's disaffected but like a surreal. Kind of tone to this. Mm-hmm. I don't think it works with him. Right. um I like, think that, inc- like, incidental characters end up working. I mean, it
1: it varies chapter by chapter wildly, just like the subject matter does. But like yeah. NPCs in different places, they they do tend to work. There are some shining stars in this, but just yeah. our, our point of view character doesn't doesn't make me feel what I think the game is trying to make me feel with its ideas.
0: No, he's he's bad. Like I, I think I think I would go be more charitable to the this. The cast around it and say they're uniformly almost pretty great hmm. um but i think that he max is pretty troubling um <laughs> you got like i got used to it by the end oh yeah um definitely. but then by the end i was also like this game and something that we'll, we'll talk about is i def- think it definitely puts it the front half of it is much better than the back half of it so like for the first half of it i was way more on board than some of the stuff it makes you do in the back half
2: mm-hmm
0: um, but we'll we'll get into it. Uh, yeah. Obviously, and um, there's an iOS port of this, but uh, it was released kind of late in 2015, so it's not too old. Um, but it's kind of not recommended because even though it takes some kind of ease of use considerations into mind, um, the interface is not made for that. Uh, specifically, um, you know, you can you can highlight kind of small items and things you need to interact with, but getting your fingers to kind of register them is a problem. Yeah.
1: And also, it has that classic touchscreen problem where uh, the designer didn't account for the fact that you can't see what you're touching. Yeah. Um and so there are certain puzzles that uh that that breaks. I only got a chance to play around with, the, with it a little bit. I thought it was worth the $3 to uh to get, to get that perspective, but uh again the movement controls really kind of bum me out. Um yep. but uh, but a lot of people in our Slack channel ended up saying like yeah, this is this is not ideal and they were comparing notes about how it uh, played across different versions.
0: The um another real quick technical uh, heads up that we'll give here is that uh and I don't know if this was a problem for you but it's a problem for me um is that the gog uh version of this on windows or at least running on windows 7 um has some problems when it's going to load um like not necessarily a cutscene, but like a pre you know your character is going to walk a path he's, he's told to walk a path mm-hmm. um places where the game seizes control and will crash um and the trick behind this is that have other things running like you need the <laughs> computer to think about sanitarium less so like the solution i found was to have like a couple browser windows and dos box running in the background
3: oh
1: yeah
0: and then it ran perfectly <laughs> just start folding but, at home <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it is it's a weird problem so that's a if you're having a problem where this game is kind of continually crashing mm-hmm. that's probably it
1: yeah, for for a long time, the GOG version of this would only run on Windows XP. Like, they took forever to get this thing uh, compatible on more recent uh, operating systems. Yeah. So I could see there being uh, some stability uh, things. I'm not sure about the Steam version, um, but I imagine it is a similar, a similar kind of deal. It uh, th- didn't happen to me. It only happened once um, where I got, like, a game-ending bug, and that was uh, I lost about half of the progress in the Aztec chapter.
0: Mm, and that, that's a
1: good chapter to lose progress
0: on i know right it's real fun to watch that 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 non-charismatic idiot like <laughs> yeah. crawl across the screen you know as the slowest character in video game history you no know, he's made of stone <laughs> yeah i know but like, he doesn't like that's the kind of detail i'd like to have fudged. um <laughs> <laughs> the uh uh and and the uh yeah so if again if you're having that problem you know that's the way i lost some progress too but it was Thankfully, pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, but adventure games don't have great replay value. No, so, no. So like going through things again, and like just talking about it as a generality, like the like to me, like the voice acting is annoying, and I think that this is like a milder version of a reverse Mega Man Legends. I think I like this <laughs> game more than you do. Yep. But I think that to me, the biggest like if you doubled every character's walk speed, it would be just like so much more playable and mm-hmm. and easy to overlook the things that don't work. Like you just move so slow, (laughs) slow, slow. It ended up being like when you when you play Grimwall. Like I liked it because you move twice as fast, and I'm like, oh, this is great.
1: Yeah, (laughs) like
0: like look how fast I move. You
1: got them goat legs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like four (laughs) legs means four legs doesn't have to mean you move twice as fast. Like developers your movement speed is not necessarily tied to the number of legs you have but apparently the same <laughs> well, devs like probably did that's why nobody has ever
1: seen a millipede they've only been observed hypothetically yeah
0: yeah yeah they're they're more or less crawling all over you right now yeah. you'll just never catch them <laughs> yeah. But the, but the movement speed is like a big problem and it mm-hmm. sounds like a minor nitpick Mm-hmm. But I never got used to it.
1: Neither did I. Like, like that's I, uh... like,
0: yeah, it never faded into the background. I was mm-hmm. always like, "Come on, come on!"
1: <laughs> and hey. like, like to the point where I like it made me wish this game was not in this perspective. But we yeah. we we can talk about that uh, either in wrap up or as things kind of you know as 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 we get through the the, the, the chapters. There, it's a little bit of a reverse Mega Man Legends. This is this is a time when my normal biases fail me. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be uncharacteri- uncharacteristically harsh towards this game based on my past kind of like you know <laughs> stated stances uh where I will like a game with cool ideas but you know a a, a flawed execution yeah. yeah mostly because like mostly because while I like the general idea of the ideas it presents, I think that this is kind of just a game that is made up of sketches like this feels like a first pass.
0: It's made up of, it is, the vignettes are actually, like, so it's interesting. Like, I read a postmortem, kind of thing on it, and that is the idea. Like, a bunch Mm -hmm. of people got together who had a bunch of ideas for a game and tried to come up with a framework that would contain them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, like, sounds like a bad idea and probably is a bad idea. Like, if some of those, if all of the individual ideas were as strong as the strongest ideas in this game, Mm -hmm. I would think it pulled it off. Yeah. Like, I would be like, this is cool. I like that I'm going... Like, there are cool things to that hodgepodge nature. Like, I like that if you don't like an environment or kind of tile set or something like that, it will end soon enough. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I, I you're going somewhere too. else. Like, that's super cool. If – I just wish everywhere that I went was cooler. Mm-hmm. Not everywhere, but, like, about half the places were cooler. And the ones that are cool, like, are really, really cool, mm-hmm. Um, I think. So, It it is – it's a little bit of the opposite thing where it's like it, but I also don't think I think it played quite as bad. Like when you say um, you wish it was in a different perspective, what do you mean? Um, I really
1: just don't like the fact that it's overhead. I think that takes a lot of the, uh, it takes a lot of the drama out of it. Honestly, like I kept on picturing what if this was presented from the side with kind of like larger objects with kind of stronger composition, like a top down game for me is kind of about, you know, the, you you choose that perspective because you want to emphasize the relationship between things in space, and it doesn't really matter what those what those individual things look like. Now there are some kind of cool set pieces, but think about just how heightened everything would be if it was not this kind of pre-rendered over the overhead kind of like at a distance kind of feel. Like I I realize I'm asking for it to be a different thing, I just don't understand why it
0: was overhead. I don't under, really understand why it was overhead either, but it didn't like the the individual kind of like I think <clears> that the <throat> graphics of this game are actually kind of good. Hmm. Like I think that the the individual like I understand what you mean, right? Yeah, like I, if I feel like it has a I
1: feel like it has a Donkey Kong Country problem.
0: Wow, yeah, the, yeah that's harsh. <laughs> the uh, I, like I, like just because Donkey when you start bringing in D K C like <laughs> that's 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 a that's a nuclear option when it comes to talking <laughs> about graphics. Um, I, I like so if your point being that like. You know, you get to the abandoned pumpkin patch and it's full of, you know, murdered owls, you know, or murder crows. Mm-hmm. Like, that would look cooler if it were from a different angle. Yeah. It feels like, a like more it, artistically it, chosen angle.
1: Yeah, it feels, it feels like a missed opportunity to me. It's like, I, I can't get scared looking at a map, you know? Yeah. And, like, this is a horror game and this is an adventure game that is, you know, trying to get a story across. And, like, for the ambition of what they're trying to get across, like, in the text... Um, it really just, it seems like a missed opportunity that they didn't lean into it, you know, in, in, in a way that was actually kind of conducive to that idea. It just feels like such a such a fundamental mismatch that, like, I, I kind of only can appreciate what happens here on, like, an academic level.
0: Yeah, I, I guess maybe um, for me, it was easy for me to uh, kind of do a bunch of mind's eye stuff Yeah, with that. Like, it, it reminds me, and I'm not trying to do, again, this is... The next three, like, we're going to have three episodes in a row with the Mega Man Legends episode and the next one that are all dance around some themes on accident, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we we did a bunch of late 90s games <laughs> in a row that are from a period of time where we both played games, and there'll be some recurring things. But, like, so I don't want to chalk it up to my general, like, proclivities for, for games that take place from this perspective. Mm-hmm. But I do have that. Like, it's very easy for me to make a jump. Or like kind of see something like that, like see action figures moving around on a on a map and put myself in their perspective like this. And I'm not I'm not trying to say like oh, I have the gift of imagination. And yeah, I can, no, I was I was going to come in and say opinion. like, yeah, it
1: just it just it seems like a failure to me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't think I, I would have been interested to see the game that you're it's it's more about ameliorating the the negative. Like, I don't mm-hmm. disagree that it's a negative. I think that it probably would have looked better with with set camera angles mm-hmm. or even just like in like a like a, a Shadowgate style. Like, give mm-hmm. me one oh, yeah. really creepy picture of, of each area, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they and the when they do use like navigation, like it's not. I, I mean, I think that's why they did overhead, because they wanted to have these kind of like, you know, navigation mm-hmm sections but and those aren't those are pretty weak and like if they
1: right. if, if 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 they edited this if this was if this was anything beyond a sketch or a first draft they would
0: have gone back and taken those out i it's see it's it's it it's not like i, I think they wanted this like mm. it's not an accident it's not a sketch or first draft i think that they just were misguided yeah like they they wanted something that they didn't know yeah you know would be kind of so, rough so
1: when i say sketch or first draft this just feels like it to me like yeah. that, that, that's what it feels like it just it could have used a little bit more
0: time in the oven <laughs> well it definitely could have used like more vocal takes or a different <laughs> vocal actor on that guy like the uh but i think that the uh with with the the overhead like that bothers me and you're right when you say that like the relationship of space between things is never important right um so i think that like i mean if i had to like monday morning quarterback it like i think that they have some of these you know areas that the surreal, like so, like specifically, like Circus Island, like <laughs> seeing more of that makes it look like you know, if you just saw that as individual scenes, you wouldn't necessarily get the the sense that this is actually a really small, tiny, contained thing where like mm-hmm. parts of it are being you know uh, flooded from the outside or what have you. So I can s- kind of see what they want, but like I think that the version you you know you're t- you're calling out probably would be better. Yeah. It just didn't bother me as much, I guess. Mm-hmm um but i largely because other things bothered me like i don't think this game necessarily <laughs> like holds up great i like i have some affection for it but yeah. i don't it's hard for me to call it. it's not an unqualified success by any means
1: so, so I'll, I'll i'll throw this in here just so people can kind of get some background on on where we're coming from for this what was your like what's your experience with this game
0: um this was like pretty ideal <laughs> like pretty, pretty much in the, the, you know, the most uh favorable way um i played it With, uh, you know, with my buddy Derek, who I talk about all the time, who introduced me to a lot of PC games and, uh, we played it together. So we did that adventure game thing where you just kind of, you know, one person sits over the other person's shoulder and suggests things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And played, played through it that way. And it was really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, and then the parts that were really strong then are still the things that I think are strong now. Mm-hmm. The parts that I forgot from then are the things that suck. <laughs> right. You know, so and that's always the way. That's the the way that whenever you revisit a game that doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that, like it's like like something that I've had to like, hey, people who get mad at me for not liking things, <laughs> I have to deal with it too. <laughs> like there are things that I forgot about that suck, and then <laughs> on revisit, they suck. It's okay. <laughs> I'm still standing.
2: It's all you're, right, you're guys. Still here.
0: Yeah, I'm he'll still be, here. Look, I survived. You'll be back again. Yeah, I'll, I'll, live, I'll live another day. Just because something I used to like when I was little doesn't quite stand up. Doesn't mean I'm hurting. It's all right.
1: Gary, like, just be careful. The sirens are going to flip
0: on and yeah, they're going to come like, after us. They're going to take our opinions away. Yeah, they're going to take our, our podcasting license. <laughs> like, I, I didn't put four years into podcasting you to, to have some bigwig come and tear up my diploma. Um, but, but, God damn it, we had a Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do this to us oh that's funny
3: um,
1: <laughs> but um uh so so my like this is my first time playing this game for the show um so this is you know if we wanted to have more games that both of us hadn't played or like that that, that uh, one of us had yeah that, that one of us hadn't played yes and so and so here we are uh with, with with this my first exposure to this i like it, it was on a gog sale like this is what one of the first or it was a very early game on gog and i went on sale i was like oh well i'll get that but none of my computers can run it so mm-hmm. oh well and then uh they like during an extra so you 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 pulled out the that's my ball i like to bounce my ball
2: yeah yeah, 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 ball, and, I uh, it.
1: yeah. and then oh. just it's kind of always been like like waiting at the threshold um, to be on WAF ever since it was on a poll. Like I would looked at this and you know done all the consideration, basically done everything except played it. And so you know I I probably had a less ideal uh you know kind of version or approach
0: to this. On the surface, it seems like something you'd really like.
1: I know to me, like it, would, it was
0: a it was a recommendation. Like I, I say that as if it was hypothetical, and I didn't actually just recommend it to you, which I did. Mm-hmm. Like yes. it 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 really feels mm-hmm. like something you would like. Yep, I'm surprised too.
1: And, you know, I, I like from, from this point forward, I'm not going to talk about these things until they, unless they really like flare up and it's like relevant to the content of the, of of the thing. Like I'm going to talk about places where the controls fail because that sucks. But like, that's kind of where I'm standing at right now. Like my thesis is, you know, basically look at the last like five to seven minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is one of those things where like any game, if, uh, you know, the, wor- do the worst things about this bother you enough to overshadow the best things about it. Right. You know, and that's like the formula for, for liking, you know, game- unless the game is like totally without merit, like unless you're playing a rascal or something. Like, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that was, it's again, when I say it's an inverse Mega Man Legends, it's one of those things where like, the worst things about that were enough to make me not like the best things about it or enough yeah. to make me not like the game, despite liking the best things about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In this game, the worst things about it are enough to make you not like the things that are interesting about it. Well, and that's like that's, that's like all there is to it. You know, it's not yeah. like or not not dislike those things, <laughs> but not like the game in spite of those things. I guess. Right, right. So yeah. it's like it's not that complicated. It's this weird like people and we do it too. We're like kind of over explain that part of it, <laughs> but it's really like just like did this bad thing bother you, <laughs> right? You know, or did this bad part of this thing bother you or not?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Well, I mean, the, and the like, like for us, it gets complicated, right? Because usually my My metric is do I regret having played this and Mm -hmm. where where it gets a little bit more complicated is like, well, no, because we get to talk about it for a show. And even if I don't like the game, I'm going to have fun talking about it at the very least. So like the overall experience can be at least can be redeemed there. I'm happy that I played this because it's a game I otherwise would have like probably not seen the better parts of even though they're towards the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I'll just, I I still kind of came away from this thinking, yeah, okay, well, like now I played Sanitarium, I can say I played
0: Sanitarium, neat. 100 percent. yeah there's not a game that we've done for the show that i regret doing at all mm-hmm. like at the very least like you know it's fun to talk about yeah and then i also feel like it's like oh i've got that i i now feel like i can talk about that mm-hmm. like it's you know i did it i played it's, this game you know yeah <laughs> like or like, i gave it a fair shake
1: i have i have Mega Man to this thing i have slayed it so i can take its component parts and use it as a reference pool later for, exactly. for, 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 for comparing it to something else like
0: like but, later when we could say like this would be like a like sing uh uh is a sanctuary that's not the name of that game is it <laughs> oh, what am i thinking what, sacrifice uh, sacrifice yeah the um i, I kind of mixed uh sacrifice and sanitarium um you know this this would be like sacrifice if it did this you know like mm-hmm. some somebody's going to do that formula right mm-hmm. and it's i'm going to know they did it right because i'm going to compare it to sacrifice yeah you know and that's that's great you know i'm yeah. not hurt <laughs> you know like i'm i'm better yeah. um yeah <laughs> Anyway, yeah. anyway, um, so so adventure game rules apply. We're not going to talk about the whole plot because uh, that comes out in the wash, um, but we are going to talk about the setup. Cole, hit us. Yes,
1: with- we open up with a cutscene of a man whose face we don't see. In fact, we never really see his face until the end, and he's talking on the phone with his wife. Is in this lab, and he's saying, "I've done it. I've had an idea. Uh, <laughs> I've finally cracked the code." And then he's rushing home, and uh, his car flies off of the road and you know over a black screen we hear the, the the first responders coming in and saying oh you know you really shouldn't have stolen that car well, wait a minute yeah. that, that, that doesn't line up that was my car yeah. i was driving it what and so yeah, and, and the surreal nightmare begins. yes with, with with these incongruities and these small details uh, that are going to pay off later um yeah we enter the tower cells and boy does this opening scene cut a, a really cool silhouette
0: i think so yeah like i i I like this first chapter i mean it's really it's really short like it's not there's not too much to this um but the uh like the uh we we've got our our main character here we kind of see everyone around him and this Mm -hmm. is a place where like i think the you know the third person camera at least is kind of interesting because you are kind of not claustrophobically whatever the opposite of that agoraphobically Um, yeah agoraphobically surrounded by this this these weird set pieces and, and characters. Yes.
1: Um, and, and we're like on the inside of this, like, like tower, like a, like a reverse panopticon or something like that. There's yeah. like a, it it, it, it kind of looks like hellish to me a little bit, or at least very run down. And there are cells kind of on the outer walls and we can, we can look and see like, there's one person, you know, banging his head against the wall, but everybody else is kind of, you know, in various states of, um you know, just a uh, uh, distress.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh it's either they're kind of rocking on their knees or they're you know there's that guy and the um this is where the voice acting like does its its thing right (laughs) like here's the thing i was talking talked about in the end of the last episode where you look at the guy banging his head and he's like diagnosis crazy and it's (laughs) it's such a bad read um but this the guy banging his head there's a part like the kind of um the animation this like uh uh you know planescapeian like uh these are the little little characters kind of going through these little gif loops mm-hmm. you know actually works to its favor like when things just kind of move in a repeated manner yeah in this kind of like uh herky-jerky kind of way i think it actually helps add to this atmosphere yeah and when characters have idle animations um <laughs> i think that that actually works and like there's a whole lot of the stuff that like is dreamy weamy. yeah um, you know the whole thing is dreamy weemy. so it's like you don't have to worry about why this guy hasn't literally collapsed his skull yet (laughs) he's he's a he's a sketch he's a you know a portrayal or a suggestion of this thing
1: Mm -hmm. and what's cool is everybody that you talk to uh they're they're kind of talking about these very strange details right they're 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 talking about witch doctors they're talking about pumpkin patches and robot bugs um Mm -hmm. and it kind of seems like oh well this is this is just very imaginative flavor text uh, but that like in going back and looking at these notes, I didn't realize how much
0: foreshadowing was being done right from the jump. Yeah. And there's the, that's a that's a going to be a thing in every chapter. Right. So like every recurring kind of motif of of things is there for a reason. So if you keep running into a certain color or you see, keep running into pumpkins, you keep running into like, you know, clowns, things like that. They're just in the background. Um, it's all foreshadowing. And mm-hmm. that's something I think the game does really well. Uh the like all the things that are just kind of throwaway details actually add up to to kind of a piece. Right. Um and I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> so, so you're kind of uh, you know, heading, you know, just kind of making the only way you can, you know, make your way through here. It's very direct. Yeah. Um and uh you uh is this you had to take that little bridge. You you extend a little bridge. Yeah, well, you, you, is- you
1: have to. Uh, well, for first you uh, you you see this uh, this angel statue, right? That kind of gets oh, yeah. it gets lit up, and this is kind of at the center of the composition here. And your kind of apparent goal right now is this control room that is at the center but the bridge has kind of been retracted the entire place is on lockdown um and the power is kind of failed so you have to uh use a filthy towel to zipline over to the central tower and extend the bridge
0: mm-hmm. and here's a here's you know a place where i'm going to complain about the the game that i ostensibly like <laughs> um where the way that they handle stairs is that when your character gets close to a stair you lock into an animation of going up or down it Yep. And the little ledge where you have to go, you know, do the zip line mm-hmm. to get to the control room, um, is near one of these. <laughs> so if you accidentally move a little bit to the side, you can trigger that stair animation. Yeah, you snap a stair. Yeah, snap a stair, and you accidentally go down the stair, stair up the snare. <laughs> stair. And and this ends up becoming a big problem in a later level. I think it's the next time we're at the sanitarium, which I think is really poorly laid out. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is it's mildly annoying, but it gets worse.
1: Yeah. Um, so you just have to be very mindful and sometimes you're manu- you're maneuvering in very cramped kind of like walkable areas um mm-hmm. with this kind of uh, you're you are making vague suggestions to an air hockey puck as to mm-hmm. which way it should go you're like <laughs> you know how you control it your cursor is like uh it's like you're you, you've got like a like a doggy tree and you stand to one side of yeah. max
0: going here boy here come on come yeah. on over and, here and this he, way. he heads in that direction it's like hey you pikachu <laughs> <laughs> it's hey you max <laughs>
2: max's hey, you dog's max. name <laughs> yeah. the um
0: yeah. my name is max <laughs> we, we know philip philip philip
1: oh man um, i'm sure that was like a mega like 64 thing where people could only say their names
0: oh yeah yeah so, um, um if um, not we're can... saving
1: it for the gold and silver episode
0: because uh, <laughs> yeah, that idea is a hundred percent i know um, yeah vintage uh... yeah <laughs> the, the joke is not uh not from like 1998 or something like that very old it's like this 20 year old uh, piece of humor the, um, so you get into this little, um, and uh, I like this, uh, central tower because it really shows you that, like, this is not a real world building. Mm-hmm. Like, at first I thought, like, oh, you start out in this place and then you actually go to the surreal landscape, but it's really like the whole thing is super surreal, dreamy wee me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause I... no, no, no insane asylum is laid out like this. <laughs> even, even
1: from the get, I was like, oh, I'm in hell. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> like this is this is purgatory. And so what's funny is like when you go and read about this, we're gonna be talking about the story as though there are twists to this. But mm-hmm. but like the general conceit, which is wait a minute, I'm with crazy people. Am I crazy? What I'm seeing isn't real. Um it's it's kind of I don't know, like, am I being unfair to say it's cliche? Like this is this is like Jacob's ladder kind of stuff.
0: It's cliche. Yeah. Um it's not like something that was I saw it in games a lot mm-hmm. when I first saw it, you know, so it's definitely like a genre cliche, but it was one of the, if not, I'm not I'm not going to say it's a first for anything, but yeah. one of the first times I saw it in a game. Yeah. So like, it was cool for me in that respect. And then also, I think that the execution with the, like the real world stuff bleeding into each dream in interesting mm-hmm. kind of ways with the, with the foreshadowing, I think is actually really well executed.
1: Yeah. I think like
0: the closest, uh,
1: the closest like referent for this would be uh, like, I have no mouth and I'm a scream where each mm-hmm. level literally is like a personal hell. Like yeah. these people, you know, contrary to like, Oh, they're actually dying. Um, they wish they could die and they're yeah. being, kind of being brought to the, brought to the brink. But yeah, you're right. This, the, the, this central tower, it really does like, Oh, this, this doesn't make any sense. This looks like something out of uh what was that terrible PS2? I guess it wasn't so terrible um you know I, I forget the name of it i would need to i would need to go take a look but uh but you're right this is like um um I like a
0: tim burton like mad scientist fuck fantasy <laughs> you know like it's just like some kind of like oh this is where edward scissorhands grandpa lives like we've seen her dad lives like
1: this is that kind of thing this this is his warren his
0: his yeah. scissorhand warren yeah this is where he where he harvests his hands um <laughs> Inside this tower, you plug in this VCR and you get this video of yourself talking to a Dr. Morgan. Yes, And, uh, and he says, it tells you what happens, but it doesn't sound right to you. He says, you stole this car and damaged your face in the crash.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but you end up uh, inside, you know, and that short circuits and, and everything kind of goes out. But you get this key to this angel. Mm-hmm. Um, the angel has a little lockbox uh, at, at its base. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yep. It's at, it's at her feet. And she, she, she
1: wakes up and is like, hey, can't you tell that something is wrong? Yeah. Because because like the 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 light of heaven is dim or something like that.
0: Yeah, and then she wraps you up in her wings and teleports you um, to chapter two, which I think is the strongest ta- chapter in the game. Um, not necessarily puzzle wise, but I think this is where the atmosphere and voice acting and everything really works for sure. Like I find this genuinely super creepy, and it, you know I did when I was young, and it stuck with me. Like the things when I think back on this game, I'm not remembering Grimwall. <laughs> I this. yeah so,
1: and by this point i'm still with the game like i'm still i'm still looking past the uh my, my quibbles
0: with it yeah because this is super cool this is uh, chapter two the innocent and Aban- the innocent abandoned yes and uh it doesn't you, know, you wake up in a creepy town um where again like i think this is kind of where some of the perspective works because when you get there you're immediately surrounded by detail mm-hmm. and like it's it's odd detail you know, so you drink it in kind of all at once. I think that like if if the perspective does anything, that's what it does. Yeah. Are these kind of shock moments when you first get into a level and there's weird shit going on. Yeah.
1: And um, if if somebody is if somebody is listening to this without having played it or seen video of this in action. When we talk about this being a level, like each of these is like a single screen. Like, with maybe one or two things at the end where you go into a dungeon or something like that um, and,
0: you, you know, a, go, going inside buildings. It's not a single buildings. screen. It's, like, a single map. Right. So like, I you, you scroll the is, edge of the screen. Like, saying it's a single screen makes it seem way smaller than it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's one map. You, you scroll uninterrupted from one side of the map to the other with some interior areas, but even interior areas are on the same map. Right. They do, like, a fog of war kind of thing.
1: mm mm-hmm. Yeah yeah but uh but you can kind of get you 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 drink in um the detail of this uh of of this town um and you notice that you are kind of surrounded by these by these little kids with no with no adults in sight and as they speak with you and as you see their portraits and as you observe them uh with with max's weird little voice, oh he's not max yet sorry yeah. um, <laughs> uh you well, notice that something is something is terribly wrong not just with the with this town but
0: with these children, yes because they are all horrifically deformed. Right. Um, you know, so deformity is something that freaks me out. I'm yep. not like super proud of it. Like I, there are people too. It's a, you know, that's a, I don't want to be freaked out by just normal humans who have this kind of thing, but it is something that, you know, that freaks me out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it freaks me out here. And like when Max looks at somebody, he's just like, you know, her face looks like a melted candle. And then you, you know, you talk to the person and the kids don't like with a couple exceptions, just seem like cheerful and happy. Right. And the, the kind of contrast there really works for me too. Yeah. Like, like nobody, like there's a, there's a girl where you talk to her and you're literally like, what happened to your face? And she's like, mom says, mom did this. Aren't I pretty? Like, she's like super, you know, yeah. And she just like the, the graphics on the close ups, like the portraits of the children are <laughs> pretty great. Yeah. Um, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it lends to that like super super feeling of an ease yeah you've you've
1: walked into the middle third of lord of the flies yeah like, like you know like the, the the only difference really is uh is the fact that everybody has these uh
0: the, the, these uh outward facing deformities yes as opposed to the inward facing deformities that happen in lord of the flies <laughs> um <laughs> some say the island was a character the um so, so you're kind of walking around talking to these kids. That name thing is actually they won't talk to you because you're a stranger. Um, I think it's the third kid you talk to you remember your name mm-hmm. right. because you have it in uh, your notes as Lumpy slash Larry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it happened earlier than that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a set number of kids. But eventually you remember your name and then you can you can tell kids that your your name. And mm-hmm. then you can uh, you're not a stranger and they'll actually talk to you. Yeah. And as you're walking around, um, you you get
1: this uh, recollection of your name uh, with a flashback. And as you walk into different areas, you get kind of this uh, this static and you, you know, have uh, kind of flashes of different things. Like one of them is talking about these unexplained child deaths and uh, things like that.
0: Like it's going to be an ever present uh, c- c- kind of a motif here. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, and so you're kind of walking around interviewing the kids, um, doing these puzzles, but really just talking to them. um, And you ask them kind of a set series of questions like, you know, where they keep talking about their mommy. um, And You ask about mommy, you ask where all the adults are and stuff. And these little details kind of leak out, right? (laughs) Like, um, you know, mommy said not to tell anybody about that. She doesn't like big people. Um, You know, she doesn't like big people because they smell like meat. Yes, yeah, that, that's uh, great. If we if we talk about mommy too much, she wakes up and takes us to the pumpkin patch. Yeah, take to you get taken to the pumpkin patch. Yeah, you get that, like, wished into just, the like, cornfield. Really, yeah, like super evocative. Like, I, I love that. <laughs> um, and there's like pumpkins everywhere, too. There's like all these vines encroaching on the town. Like the town is really artfully decayed. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost as if there is some kind of color that came
1: from some different place.
0: It's a lot like that. (laughs) The the color out of place. Um, So uh, eventually you get to play a little tic-tac-toe game. Yeah. Like mini game. This is like the kind of one of the first little pop-up puzzle. Yeah. (laughs) Which
1: tic-tac-toe, notoriously difficult to play against a computer. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, it seemed to me like it didn't automatically win. Like that way that you can, you know, play tic-tac-toe to automatically win. Mm-hmm. Which I add, like. That's that's why tic tac toe is a terrible game. And, like, you know, like a little kids, like let's play tic tac toe, and I'm like, you little shit. I know, you, I know you're probably. I'm just gonna teach the... you a lesson. Yeah, like oh no, no, I don't do that. I'm like, I think that the kid probably knows the the algorithm and is going to try to like feel some superior for rote memorization. Um, listen, little garbage monster,
3: <laughs> bad game. You got a lot um, to
0: learn. You have a lot to learn. <laughs> let's teach you. You will be my cub, and I will be the lone wolf um where have you been hiding this boy he's <laughs> uh, this is a good boy um these are bad boys in this i don't want to adopt any of these kids no no but the uh you play tic-tac-toe because she's uh she's undefeated you know mm-hmm. apparently um even though you know and she plays against two other other girls in town that ends up becoming important later right
1: and so this kind of helps you establish like a pecking order almost yes um, as you do this what, what's kind of cool about this like what i like about um The way that this is framed like they give you the you know free reign of this town and there's no there's no pressure to do anything and like you're just kind of picking at the loose ends like you have a certain number of conditions that you have to satisfy but like there are not that many kind of like dependency chains like at least this chapter is 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 gated in an an interesting way because it is about those
0: interviews Mm -hmm. yeah now lots of dialogue here um you know, so eventually um, you start hearing about this one kid who's kind of cock of the block. Mm-hmm. It's a dickhead named Dennis. Fucking Dennis. Um, man, the way you talk to Dennis is so funny to me. <laughs> like, because that's like the voice that it doesn't work. It's unintentionally hilarious. But boy, is it hilarious. <laughs> um, and you, you notice these kind of details um, as as you, you move through. Um, we're not quite to Dennis yet. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're finding things like um, you can get into the church and you read notes. Like you find these files mm-hmm. and uh, they're in the dialogue system. And they're yeah. just like little little world details yeah. um particularly you know, like the these files in the town are about the adults yes um you know and you kind of start piecing together what happened to this town mm-hmm. um like there was a preacher and um, there's a meteor that hit and uh and then that's all we really know at this point mm-hmm. um eventually you find larry slash lumpy's uh diary <laughs> and uh you know th- that's that's you know i think this is kind of a spot of good writing like uh you know it it reads like a kid's you know a kid's diary like today was a bad day mm-hmm. like th- this happened this happened you know Oh, i thought that and was it, the
1: uh the, the diary of the dead girl
0: mm, i think that's lumpy's oh wow yeah um it's in lumpy's house that's where lumpy lives i
1: thought uh i thought lumpy was her was her brother That that's why he uh is no, pushing I, I her th- around th- in the wheelbarrow
0: i think he is too oh. but i thought it was lumpy's diary oh. it might be i might be wrong yeah, the, uh, but no, I uh,
1: I agree. Like it, it it is really good. Like it does read like a kid's, and and you know the, the simplicity of a child's thoughts, especially in writing, really You know, is can, can be used for horror in mm-hmm. a, in a very effective way. And that like that, I dig it. Like yep. especially because he doesn't have context for what he's seeing, which is you know alcoholism, abuse, you know down to yes. straight up like domestic violence and murder.
0: And uh he likes to hide by this comet that fell down because it's warm and sometimes it makes music. Yes, it sings um, him songs. Yeah, which is, is super great. Yeah. Um you eventually you find a crowbar. Um you can break your way into the schoolhouse and this is where all the adults <laughs> are. I so. love this.
1: This was a pretty good reveal.
0: Yeah which i mean i guess i i know what you mean when you're talking about the cuz they could do more of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. it's hard to do this kind of stuff with the perspective but yeah. the when you go inside the you know the roofs just kind of disappear like the sims or something <laughs> um and and you go in here and you're just it's our it's a schoolhouse full of corpses mm-hmm. and this is all the adults in town just rotting yeah um yeah,
1: yeah and it's funny because <laughs> because uh uh when you start playing hide and seek with the kids later one of them hides in here and he's just yeah. kind of like yeah no big deal whatever
0: when, when you come in you go what a hiding place <laughs> Or something like that. Like you, you have a, a typical max, like flat line. A maxim. A maxim. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, a maxim. <laughs> um, yeah. Five titties out of titties. Yeah, like here's the hottest deformed faces in season. Um, uh, uh, hotmom.com. Hotmom.com.
1: I wonder if that's taken. Um, yeah. that was probably like 1995. Um, but, yeah. uh, um, one of my favorite things here, we, we, we kind of skipped over it. When you first walk into the church, you get a hallucination of, uh, you, you, a priest is wedding you. And then the wife pulls her veil up to reveal a skeleton face.
0: It's it's, she becomes the Southern belle from uninvited. Yeah, she does. Yeah. <laughs> the, you got to use that ghost be gone on her.
2: <laughs> um,
0: yeah, uh, but, but,
1: uh, you find the room full of corpses. And again, you're getting a better um, a kind of a better sense of it there's one kid uh named timmy who's just down by the fishing hole and uh he is kind of like he's on the outs like he, he he doesn't go in with the other kids but he he observes at church and so you can um get his fishing pole by throwing a rock at the bell and boy oh boy finding this four by four pixel rock um uh, yeah that's a real problem stuff. yeah
0: like we've played way worse pixel hunting games yeah the like,
1: sho- like the shovel and i have no mouth and i must scream like
0: yeah like the, but, we did way worse, but it, it, this is still—it's never good when it shows up. Like, yeah,
1: like this but this something about the top down really like, like like gets it for me. Like I don't know everything. Like just a rock. Like there are a bunch of rocks around here. It's on the ground. Yeah, you know.
0: Sometimes items will sparkle. Um, I don't know what that's tied to. Right. So, but like th- some things will that you can pick up will sparkle. But like having a highlight interactable objects mm-hmm. button need like should have always been an adventure game thing. Yeah. Like because do. what's the like what's the 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 upswing to not doing that you know like oh like you you just get to like you have to think that you need a rock there are rocks everywhere you know <laughs> or like i i think i need something to pry something open like that's real general you can pry things open with a lot of things you mm-hmm. know or like here you have to cut a tube at some point <laughs> um, there's a lot of things that you can cut a tube with yeah you know so you can't make that can't be part of the puzzle choosing which part of the background to click on like it just needs to be the the intuition of using the things together right Um, finding the thing should not be part of the puzzle, I think. And it's really frustrating whenever that shows up in any adventure game.
1: Yeah. And I think Um, like the best, the, the games that do it the best are the ones who use the composition in order to, in order to highlight like what, like naturally what you should be, you know, what you should look at, like draw my eye towards something that is prominent in the frame.
0: I would rather just have it, have a little button that made it glow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that too, but I don't think there's any downside to just making the thing that I can pick up. Mm -hmm. Cause the, cause it, it. Not doing that highlights like you're already in for a penny and for a pound in this like oh I can pick up some things I can't pick up other things right right, right? like even if if this was composed in a way that that one rock was mm-hmm. in the foreground there's still no reason you couldn't pick up no. the other rocks you oh know? so like <laughs> <laughs> and the way you offset that like if you
1: know if you want to have some more of that hardcore adventure game challenge you go the uninvited route and you have item chaff like okay yeah. you you highlight stuff and you know you just have more more things to rub against each other so it's yeah. le- you know the challenge is less hey you need to find this like okay if i'm trying to find a tool i'll go to a shed or whatever but like maybe there's a, a hammer or a screwdriver or something like that like yeah you know and you have to you have to work out those novel combinations as opposed to just hunting and packing
0: and i'm into that too yeah. just like don't make me search like just let me know what i can pick up yeah um but anyway, so yeah, you throw—you know, this kid's religious. You throw a rock at the bell; it summons him to church. Yeah. Um, so you can get his fishing pole in order to pull the weather vane mm-hmm. out of a uh, of a thing that is used in a pretty metal uh, <laughs> kind of ending to this chapter. Um, when you eventually find uh, Tim, he is in the graveyard, and when you talk to him, uh, he's a real jerk. He's like a, hes like Billy from Peewee's oh, Dennis Playhouse. Dennis, rather, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like Billy from Pee-wee's Playhouse, but you do not put up with his shit, and it's amazing. <laughs> Like, Mad Max in this game is so good. Like, just like, you better start being polite. (laughs) Just like, he's like, he's like shaking. You know, it it is like, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, like Norman Bates, like getting, you know, barely controlling, you know, his anger at mother. (laughs) Like, it's amazing. (laughs) I'll teach you a lesson. Like, it's really threatening, too. Like, they're just little kids being like mean little kids. Uh, (laughs) But you get really emotionally invested, and it's awesome. (laughs) Yep way into it um i also like this hide and seek puzzle like i don't like uh going through and i like the solution to it i like their secret weapon yes a lot. yeah um so he keeps saying like we have a secret weapon you're like well, what's your secret weapon I'm Like, oh, it wouldn't be a secret yeah like, well, okay. <laughs> you, know? um, uh, you eventually just have to hide all the kids and it's what this is doing or find all the kids seek and, and hide Yeah. See, see. <laughs> um, you should you um, should hide there and you should hide there there and then later um i uh, you find me the um <laughs> but uh, the idea I think is trying to make you explore all the corners of this map Mm -hmm. and they're trying to make you want to do that in the future levels as well. Hmm. Like it's trying to show you like the ways that it's going to put things behind things sometimes. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so you just go around and hide them. None of the kids are really hard to find except for the secret weapon. Yeah. And the trick to the secret weapon, you, you, you ask all the other kids about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, she's been hiding for a long time. And it's like, oh, shit, she's <laughs> probably dead because these are fucked up, crazy kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and you, you have to have discerned,
1: okay, one of these kids, their sister died recently. It's, uh, you know, she's related to Larry. You need to know Larry's last name, and you have to go to the graveyard and examine uh, one of the uh, <laughs> one of the gravestones in order to determine which one you need to dig up and uh boy, oh, boy is there just a child skeleton uh being yep. pushed around by a, in a wheelbarrow by larry
0: yeah, yeah. um it is uh, yeah you you and you can't just say like yeah i found her she's in the graveyard you mm-hmm. actually have to bring her the corpse and just like yeah. dump it on him like there i found it <laughs> like dennis <I> showed you <laughs> you a piece of shit um, so the uh eventually you know after you do this what do you get for for doing getting oh you get the key to the store mm mm-hmm. Um, and then the key to the store gives you what the key to the store so there are
1: two rooms in the store uh one is the storeroom that i mm-hmm. think has more uh has has more documents and uh the it has
0: foreshadowing the storeroom yes. has a has a wooden uh box for it that will show up later
1: hmm, okay um and the uh in the actual uh, store part of
0: it um you you know what uh, i don't know yeah i can't remember either it might just be more background info yeah um but yeah you you get something from the from the store yeah um and so you're you gotta head to the pumpkin patch at this point it is uh now clear <laughs> that it's time to go through this this creepy pumpkin patch and find mom, <laughs> which you get to by uh... <laughs> uh
1: this is great this is so stupid <laughs> yep uh you talk to the kid who liked to bounce the ball um yeah and he says <laughs> "Oh, uh-huh. oh mr. <laughs> mr piggy is about to die you try to ride it and
0: you fall over i love the <laughs> that animation so good yeah. like it's, whoa, whoa he just goes all into it like if i was on one of those spring pigs like i would go gentle because i'm a grown man but he's just like i need to swing this as far forward and backwards as possible like i'm getting my 25 cents worth of this yeah. thing um and when he and when he falls
1: over like it makes us sound like a like a sylvester the cat trying to run away like you know, so
0: and then well the, everything to do with mr pig the spring pig is, is wonderful. Well, yeah, because
1: instead of just, like, taking a running leap across the...
0: Uh... Or getting your shins mildly wet. <laughs> <laughs> like, like...
1: Yep. No, yeah, and, you use yeah. this as a... Like, you you put it in the middle of the water, which, like, I don't know, if I threw a spring pig into a river, it would probably land on its side.
0: It would go <laughs> heavy side down, You're the right. way things do, as opposed to spring side down. Or get washed away in this river. Yes. um but instead you throw it in the middle and it becomes a little like, a, a you know, bouncy, uh, stepping stone
2: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, the stepping stone, you bounce across it and it, the animation of you like joyfully doing so Whee! for me is up there with the animation of, uh, the detective from blade runner, um, going down the stairs. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, love that. Like, <laughs> da, 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 you know, wow. and th- this is, this is similar to that for me. Like you a little, um, very funny. Uh, but you go over to this pumpkin patch, which is super spooky and atmospheric, and okay. there's a lady across the, or there's one of the kids there who's, like, slowly turning into a tree and her eyes are gone. Right. Um, and she's kind of the wise sage that, like, tells you a little bit more about what's going on. Yes, because
1: well, when, when you're sent into the patch, everything turns
0: bad. Yeah, yeah. Spooky patch. <laughs> um the lock, there's a lock uh, on the pumpkin patch that you have right. to look around at the other numbers in town. <laughs> I dig this. It's the only yep.
1: number, like on the on the yeah. uh, the the church board. It's a uh, Psalm 451, so <laughs> uh, which is related to the gate of heaven. And this was uh, put out in 1998,
0: so Heaven's Gate. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. Um, it's also the Deus Ex door code zero four five one is like the Looking Glass Studios. Like, in every oh, wow. Deus Ex game or Deus Ex, like, related game, there will be a 0451 code. And a lot of... Uh... It's in
1: uh, System Shock, too. Like, it's uh, related, related to uh, MIT, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's in everything. So, like, just about every first-person game that has codes, you'll have a 0451. <laughs> um, yeah. The yeah. Um, So, you get into the pumpkin patch, which is... This is a real tonal shift. Yeah, uh... <laughs> because, like, I didn't expect this
1: game that looked like Diablo to turn into Diablo for a, for a minute.
0: <laughs> for like a real split second and when boy when you grab this slight this scythe <laughs> and you go slice and dice baby
2: <laughs> it's so funny uh,
0: it's
2: so dumb. Look,
1: look at me i'm ash
2: yeah
1: <laughs> this is my um, boomstick
0: so like when i when i remembered i like this i didn't remember the combat of this game from when i was younger and then when people on Slack were saying, like, oh, there's combat in this game, I like my blood turned to ice, right? Like I'm just <laughs> like, oh no. It is uniformly not a, that like none of these things took me more than one try. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think the combat in this game it's not fun, but it's like when you read like combat and adventure game, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's less bullshit than the tombs in Gabriel Knight. Like it's it's less of a bad action sequence than that. Yeah. I found it pretty painless. Yeah, and it's First. it's it's not as time consuming. Like it only pops up like twice. Like it's yeah. a miss in this and
1: the and the clown episode, and like yeah. it's not as like time consuming as the uh, as the motorcycle sections of a full throttle, right? Yeah. Like, it it is it is definitely not as misguided as that. And also to its credit, it's um it's it's very forgiving, right? You have you have three hits yeah, you that you die. can take. Yeah, and the, you just you just spawn. At the at the entrance. Right. And, you know, anything that's going to attack you, it just kind of hovers out of range for a second before it Mm -hmm. attacks. So, like, you just have to click on it to not die. Um, But uh, it just it I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I don't know why it seems so it seems so extraneous to the experience to me. Like, it's not tense and. You know, the simplicity didn't make me feel like, oh, I'm just a person who's trying to fend off crows with a scythe. Like,
0: I don't know. The idea of being attacked by crows is pretty scary to me.
1: Mm. Um, it's, not, it's
0: not additive. Right. Like, it is It is so, like, just not as bad as it could be based on what it is and where it's at. Right. right? Like, I would never, like, no one's going to be like, man, the crow sequence of this is great. <laughs> You know, really? I don't think that that's going to happen. This
1: chapter was really dragging for me, but you know what, man, that scarecrow. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the, the crows eyes. killed
0: it. Like I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um I just think that like, I don't know. It is it is not as bad as it could be while not being that great. Right. Um but you get through the crows and then you actually fight a boss fight, you fight a scarecrow. <laughs> um and the scarecrow is has uh his like his tomb or whatever his his cross is surrounded by these pumpkins you have to hit and it's really kind of a game of keep away you he moves slower than you do right you go around in a circle killing all the pumpkins and eventually you can kill him yes
1: he equally distributed his phylactery into
0: all of those pumpkins into eight pumpkins that he left <laughs> right next to where he sleeps because he's a bad lich um and uh, so you eventually kill him and you get to the barn and the barn is where mom oh, is at.
1: After, after you kill the crow, his little okay. one-liner, I guess he thought it was better to burn up than to fade away.
0: Yeah. What, <laughs> who are you, Max? <laughs> what character are you? Um, You're a mystery, Max. Slice and dice, baby. Um, the, uh, so, so you go into the, the barn, which has become wall to wall with this gigantic like flesh pile mom.
1: Yeah. So it looks like a shit monster. Like this is the Golgotha beast from Dogma.
0: Oh, sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. And th- yeah, this th- this is mother. Yeah. Um, and she gives us a little bit of uh. so so she, she came down on this on this comet. Uh, the local uh, pastor was terrified of her, but the uh, Jetta, um, Larry's dad and Carol's dad, um, all the, the the owner of the pumpkin patch, you know, wh- wh- where the where this comet fell. Um, you know, was trying to like protect it because it, you know, was causing his, uh, his crop to come in really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but this kind of came to a head when he killed his, his wife, um, and also ended up killing Carol as well. And this, uh, turned mother against humanity. She saw how depraved we were, you know, we and our meat kinds, you know, who do nothing but devour each other. And so she has endeavored to save the children by uh, transforming them into plant monsters, making them more like herself.
0: Yes. Yeah. And and it's not just that uh, that Jenna did this or that, you know, it's also that the town turned a blind eye. Right. You get that. Like she talks about how like like this had been going on for a long time. And there are some other references to that as well. Um, and it's kind of speaks to that small town. Like, you know, nobody puts out, you know, airs dirty laundry. Right. Kind of thing. Um, the way you kill a mother is kind of great, I think. Um, which is by hooking up, uh, sticking that weather vane into the meteor, hooking it up to a generator with jumper cables. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you have to go sluice some gas. Yeah. So, uh, you, or, so you have to go, <laughs> you have to go cut a hose, slu- uh, uh siphon, siphon some gas. Well, we didn't talk about the car crash, like where you get the gas. There's a car crash just on the beach and a really mm-hmm. surreal kind of, uh, you know, yeah. where did that come from? You yeah. drive up can... the sea. Um, it's just a little dream element there.
1: Yeah um and uh like just again like they 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 lace in some nice details like when you examine it, it's like oh it smells like gas and so mm-hmm. when you need gas like this is this is pretty well signposted for what you need to do
0: they also give you a shortcut so you don't have to go back through the pumpkin patch there are a couple of dark souls-esque like shortcuts in this game which i really like yeah. um because i was i was like i had to go back through that pumpkin patch <laughs> um yeah so you so you had there you fill up the generator you do that and you fry mom yes um by by uh, hooking her up to that that thing and uh, you freed all the children from this um if indeed they need to be freed <laughs> and then uh, and then that's it that's it for the chapter
1: um yeah Maria' waited for you and then as you step through the tunnel you wake up and uh, yeah uh, there's a cutscene at the beginning of chapter three church and courtyard where where Morgan is trying to kind of like wake you up. Not Morgan. Yes. It's not the main character of Dark yeah. Stalkers.
0: Yes. <laughs> Morgan is trying to wake you up. Yes, please. Um <laughs> mm. Yeah. And Maria, we you know, who's waiting for you is the girl who has her eyes removed. Yes. Um, who is the pumpkin patch warden. Um so we enter into church and courtyard, which is one of my least favorite chapters in the game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little like
1: interstitial. Like so I don't the, like what do you think these short little like sanitarium
0: chapters do for the pacing? Um I don't know. Like I think I think the idea in these usually you're getting a a little bit more of Morgan, mm-hmm. right? Like Morgan shows up in these and that's where you're getting the kind of like this is not reality but it's closer to reality. Right. Um so I think it does some stuff in like you're kind of taking turns getting background on Max's life, right? So like when you are in the the dream, the explicitly dream chapters there's a lot of stuff about protecting children um, or like a disease facing children. There's a lot of stuff about like clowns and and these kind of, uh, you know, that theming. And uh-huh. then when you are in the sanitarium chapters, um, you're learning more about what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. So I think that they both serve kind of a purpose. When you say pacing, like I don't think it hurts. Like I like, because if you just went from, I mean, I would be down for just one surreal vignette to another. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, or vignette yeah vignette vignette is the that's almost the donuts from Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, um, but... yeah uh vignette one surreal vignette to another but i can see the argument for toning it back a little bit
1: yeah so i'm not i'm not sure you know that that, that i'm against this it's just weird how some of them are shorter and some of them are longer there's the, a there's like a the... weird
0: yeah there's a weirdness to that and almost uniformly the ones that are longer or too long i think yes like i would not have short i would not have lengthened the sanitarium chapters um because you you want to get back to that weird shit um the other thing the sanitarium chapters have for them is that tends to be where the my favorite kind of pop-out puzzles are mm-hmm. um like the weird machinery things which I, yes. I like all those puzzles actually in this game mm-hmm. um there's not one of them that i think is shitty so, um, I mean, that that sounded like a challenge. Like, you just tell me it's <laughs> shitty, and I'll argue with you. I don't mean that. I will. It's just, I uh, will brook no criticisms of this.
1: My favorite game mechanic.
0: <laughs> yeah, my favorite game ever. Like, if you, if you like a game, it's your favorite. If you just yeah. if you say anything critical, you hate it. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I I think those really work, mm-hmm. and those tend to be found here. And, and this chapter is no exception. Like, that's the cool. That's the good puzzle in this, mm-hmm. this section. Yeah. So, um, tr- Church of The rest courtyard. of it is how to get an old man to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> can you get an old man in a tutu to stand up
1: <laughs> um yeah so you are you're in this uh courtyard outside of this uh you know I, I, like just outside everybody's getting their uh their sunlight time and mm-hmm. um this is a chapter kind of about seeing some of these other these other patients and their crazily overblown like caricatures of mental health um, yes you have now this did uh, not
0: win an award for sensitivity to the mentally ill <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no it
1: didn't you you got all
0: the classics you got the cannibal you got yep. the elvis you got yep. the sea captain yeah, the, the crossdresser you know this is an old man who dresses in a tutu because that's inherently mentally ill oof. um yeah woof. um that's not my perspective that's sanitarium's perspective yeah um and the kind of the whole idea here is you know you talk to the the word the uh orderlies mm-hmm. and you get a little bit more information um about yourself and your background that stuff's kind of trickling in you get your full name max Loudon, and you talk to another inmate and she calls you a doctor and they're like oh yeah i am a doctor um so you're, you remember that part of you um, i
1: love the idea of a of a blank slate person just taking on whatever people mistake whatever. them for
0: well they, they would have a terrible time at like best buy <laughs> like somebody would just be like do you know where the dvds are and it's like bam now i work at best buy Fuck.
1: <laughs> no. like, you, you, you get that too I, I, I used I to get a... it all
0: the time. I, I think it's like my, my customer service carriage, like, mm-hmm. you know, from working jobs like that. Yeah. And I used to wear a lot of polo shirts. So I think <laughs> that's probably it as
1: well. It's probably me too. But like, I, I'll i be walking around. I was in a Best Buy the other day. And somebody came up to me um, mm-hmm. asking me, hey, do you I'm like my, my shirt is black, sir? um yeah. but uh but yeah no i uh i, I, have, I have customer service face which yeah it's Resting fine customer like, service
0: face yeah so it's
1: fine like i'll help you like i'll say well i guess it's over there
0: but i don't work here yeah i i will i will usually uh help but yeah, yeah I, I guess i do the same thing yeah um i always resent it though because i don't want to look <laughs> like especially it happens when i work at when i'm at Fred meyer since i used to work there and i'm like oh, don't God. you realize this what kind of dark days those were um <laughs>
1: Yeah, but um but yeah, definitely you 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 remember that you're a doctor and you know just everything is everything is pieces added onto the puzzle. Um yes. and uh one of the cool little details that I really like um is the uh, um the, the the chapel of
0: Bob. Yes. As yeah, he... that's kind of the the big thing here is that there's a preacher here mm-hmm. named Bob yeah
1: and bob he's uh he's he's slinging some uh he's slinging some dangerous ideas about who bob <laughs> is and yes. and who should what we should thank bob for um and just uh this is a pretty cool uh like little composition where you have uh he's preaching to pews that are full of mannequins and yeah. uh his like sole active like human that he is preaching to is a guy in a straitjacket like pacing back and forth and uh somebody you know or you not know, somebody bob is really upset that someone stole his cross mm-hmm and all throughout this, um, I think the music breaks when you're in the when when you're in the church. But uh, there's this terrible music being played,
0: and and you ask about where is this terrible music coming from? <laughs> um, you know, and they say it's because Dr. Morgan is experimenting on patients to see how they react to different kinds of music. <laughs> it's like rigorous science. Um, yeah, and you can actually you can go talk to Dr. Morgan here, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Like that's not a you, you wouldn't expect to you know be faced with the antagonist of the game. Right. Uh, we don't really know that it is, but, you're, you know, you get close contact with them. Yeah. And everyone just kind of condescending to you. You say, like, I was in this village with children and pumpkins. And, uh, <laughs> and sure you were. It, well, some of them are just like, you're an idiot. Go sit down. And some of the people are like, I think you made that up because, you know, you're you're coping. Right. Um, you know, and which is actually right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, you know, but eventually, you know, you go into Dr. Morgan and Dr. Morgan uh, Well, so first you had to find the uh, the dealie dig into the things so you have to you have to find the cross first right and the way you do this is you fuck around with the records um there dr morgan does not care if you put on records and there are just like really terrible midi compositions of different <laughs> types of music and essentially what you're doing is you're like finding you're like it's like you have to assume somebody's sitting on this cross because you're just <laughs> you're playing music and then going and checking with the people to see what was under their seat when they get up and dance and remember what going and checking entails Exactly. And here is where I think that level design, like this is just too cramped and there are too many sets of stairs at that central raised kind of fountain Mm -hmm. area. And that's really frustrating. Like I accidentally walked up and down more sets of stairs in this chapter than any other chapter in the game. And like whenever something that happens in video games, it's always like you don't accidentally walk down an entire set of stairs. Like, I mean, I understand video games are not realistic anyway, but it's just very frustrating or like turn around, (laughs) turn around. You don't want to go here. Like Stop. But you can't. Um, so i th- think everything the- everything should take the god
1: hand approach where you like the stairs are there they're a part of the uh of, of the uh composition of the level but um you just jump from top to bottom or from bottom yeah. to top
0: slice and dice baby <laughs> that'd be incredible like if max did that um yeah i want to see max in like smash brothers <laughs> <laughs> you know. uh, but uh man it's super adventure game fighters like, somebody should make that kickstart that oh man um, just
1: uh like like a uh, uh, manny from grim grim fandango and uh and max team up because they both use scythes yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and then you get, you know sam with his with with uh max buddy as mm-hmm. like a, a special attack and yeah, yeah all these kind of cool like that would be great <laughs> um so eventually they got old man and the tutu um after you make some i cannot unsee that like you know yeah. bad jokes about an old man dancing at tutu he has the cross you give it to bob bob gives you a mop um, or a broom mm-hmm. and, uh, and the, essentially... the,
1: the, this is your uh they're like the, this is a staff to ward off all evil
0: yes yeah the <laughs> evil of of dust it's like it was made for you cole that's <laughs> what was made for you um the uh so the, what you're trying to do is refill the fountain yes because um, there's
1: there, there there's one particular person who i guess is supposed to remind you of maria or your wife like, the, like there's, yes. there's always one roughly vaguely similar. Like I didn't check the, uh, I didn't check the voice actors, um, but uh, like one person that you're trying to help, she's talking in kind of like very coded language about how she used to have uh, like, like a, like a stony rock friend who went away when the, uh, when the fountain was drained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you want to get her, her friend crag back.
0: Yes. Um, so this, uh, I have to use the broom to pry open this, uh, this thing that redirects the water. In the thing you're just your first like real pop-out puzzle yes which like i like this puzzle a lot mm-hmm. um you have this little panel that shows um the different uh areas that water can flow to mm-hmm. um, each one is associated with a symbol and then you do this little thing where you change little um like tetris pieces like yeah. either little uh elbow joints or t-joints mm-hmm. to make all of the water flow into that one specific spot
1: yes and so you have to get enough water too so it's not just enough to um, send one flow of water to it. You have to have the right amount of pressure. Um, yes. and these pop-up puzzles. I like the detail where, uh, like any, like you don't have to go and like look at a manual. Usually there is some kind of code. Like there's a diagram off to the side that shows where all the water is routed to, and so mm-hmm. you know like which symbol you have to get all the water uh, like that. Like you could say, well, this isn't this isn't challenging enough, and like that's not really what I'm what what I'm here for.
3: <laughs> um,
0: well, it's this not isn't like ribbon. a. Yeah, and and when they don't have that, it's still fun. Like mm-hmm. I like the later with the the one with the dragonfly thing where yeah, they don't yeah, give yeah. you that. I still like that puzzle a lot too. because it's fun to figure out alien technology, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of like that's a fun puzzle setup. Like here's it like it's so many puzzles are just like how do you operate this machine that anybody who knew how to operate it would have no problem with. Mm-hmm. Um you know we, we we talked about that um that happens in And Soma and Amnesia and, like, frictional games a lot of the time, where the puzzle is just, like, figure out this machine. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: And, and like, this whole reroute the water thing is very kind of, like, a standard adventure game puzzle. So when you see this, like, I think, like, a version of this literally popped up in uh, The Longest Journey, which was a later game. But uh, this is a, a mist like puzzle, right?
0: And, well, and I like that it's when you say it's a mist like puzzle, because there is that water reflowing puzzle in mist. Mm-hmm. But I like this would have been disastrous if you had to actually go to those little junctions. Oh, God. Yeah. And actually flip a thing. Like, I like that the puzzles here just give you uh, an inner like a separate interface to deal with. Yeah, it's like a, it's, um, a, it's
1: a single self-contained thing.
0: I really like that about these. Yeah. Um, so you, you do that um, eventually and you uh, uh, you refill the the puzzle, which re- returns Vera's friend Crag. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is this this gargoyle, which uh, which animates. Yeah. Because that happens. Yeah. And uh, and you start talking about your sister at this <laughs> yep. point. And I, th-
1: I think he comes and grabs you. I didn't take a note of that, but that seems like a way they would transition this.
0: That, that is the st- statue grabs. The like statue wipe.
1: <laughs> and statue wipe to... Um,
0: <laughs> why, why, why have hamburger when you have steak? Um, <laughs> exactly. The uh, statue wipe sounds like a very specific cleaning product. <laughs> Like, just just for, like, the maids or, of millionaires. It just it just has
1: a, a picture of a very unhappy pigeon on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or a very happy pigeon. And it's like a <laughs> little guy, Dennis the Pigeon. Um, and you get this little cinematic that's showing us another part of, the, of uh, Max's backstory where Sarah, his sister, is uh, sick in bed. And, uh, you know, he is like, she's asking for you, Max. And it's just like the um, Casimir Pulaski Day song from <laughs> Sucron Stevens. And, uh, you know, you go and you go find her and she wants her clown doll and you can't find it. Right. Um it has that nightmarish quality where like you get the sense that it's just not there but he has unlimited toys to pull out of this box. Mm-hmm. You know like that feels like a real nightmare kind of thing to me. Yeah. And in reading about this game like there are people like who are way more emotionally affected by this scene than I am. So I've never lost a sibling.
1: Um I'm very close to my siblings. <laughs> like yeah. It's and you know like
0: the, I can I can understand why this is upsetting it's it's super upsetting on paper i think this is a thing where like as much as i i think i like this game like where can your take about the performances and kind of general presentation detracting from the emotionality mm-hmm. of it and that does that for me here no yeah. where like i'm so like just kind of like the presentation doesn't make me feel the this thing very strongly mm-hmm. i mean um, is that a is that a function of the of the cinematic quality like it just I think it's just because I know this is Max, and I've been dealing with Max and Slice and Dice, baby. Like Max is too ridiculous for me to to get too emotionally invested in. Yeah, like I'm interested in his story. I actually like the way that these puzzle pieces fit together, but mm-hmm. I don't. It's hard for me to like love him as a character.
1: Yeah, and you
0: know, there's not much to him. Like there, there, you know. there,
1: there really isn't. And like all, like most of these details, while I appreciate that they're there, they're they're really undersold. And also the 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 corrupt pharma executive story that we're going oh, to get yeah. to like, like th- this just seems like, I don't know, like Sarah had to die to set up this really flimsy dumb story. And like, <laughs> they it just, they, 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 didn't use her death or, you know, like, like to, it to enough of a, uh, to, you know, to, in a really satisfying way for me.
0: Yeah. I can see that. Like it's like, it's, I like it from the puzzle piece perspective, right? Like oh, I yeah. like putting together the biographical details of his life. It doesn't have the emotional impact that I think it, they, they want it to have. Right. So I would agree with that. But you come in you go into a good chapter. So like I'm I'm down because we go to the circus of fools. Yes. Um which I'm into. Uh you would probably
1: know this, um, and I don't feel like Googling it right now. Um the rate the Ravenloft campaign setting with like the Dark Carnival mm-hmm. kind of thing. What's that what's that called? Like what's that carnival called that goes around in Ravenloft and uh
0: Uh I don't remember. It's not the Night Circus. That's another thing.
1: Mm. Um the, it's not the pageant of the transmundane.
0: I'm curious. I've read the Raven. Uh, I think it is just called uh, the Carnival. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh, carnival. Yes. I think is it's is it, called it, the Carnival. Is it secretly
1: Jesus at the end?
0: Is uh, Isolde's or Isolde's Carnival? Ah, okay. That is like the end.
1: Like, like Tristan and Isolde? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was I was just curious. So you wake up. The, um... the dark
0: carnival is what the the juggalos worship at.
1: Right. Right. And it's, it's secretly yeah. Jesus at the end.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, Jesus, or just like a, a one of those cartoon magnets, like just sitting on the ground, <laughs> yeah. with a bunch of shaggy dopes just <laughs> worshiping while spliffing out on this The shag- shaggy is way too
1: dope. I'm sorry, so you're this, gonna have to return your dope
0: it. <laughs> your dope dopamine levels are through the roof, shaggy. Ah, no. Um, so he plays a little girl in this one. Yep, um, and you meet this ringmaster Antonio, who is cartoonishly uh, kind of fobbish, <laughs> and, uh, and and they pull
1: that gag where he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, come on come all," but then he's got like, "I don't, fuck off, kid."
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and they, they you know business has been like she's like, "I want to go to the circus," and this this is the level where because you're not Max's voice actor, <laughs> everyone acting like everything is normal really works for me. Uh-huh. Like the fact that like this is clearly you know call the goddamn cops. Like this, this is this is you know uh, a, a crisis level thing but everyone has this muted reaction to it Mm -hmm. I think it works here and he's like yeah I guess business hasn't been that great dude you're on squid island like of course who's gonna even get here
1: nobody can get here like they're like do helicopters exist in this world well no somebody got shot with a helicopter gun and he grew these rotors and he flies and he was airlifting people but he got eaten by the squid too so it's no big deal
0: (laughs) They they, uh, they say they even say something like yeah like I'm working at a circus that's stuck on an island, but they kind of <laughs> like it's a living tone. Like really works here, I think. Yeah, this this is a, this this chapter is pretty great, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, um, so something that's funny about this, like this is a carnival full of freaks. I'm going to use that word, even though you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the they all kind of have these you know different physiologies depending on what their what their kind of mutation is, right? Which is why I link it to that Ravenloft thing. Um, but uh, the the carnival full of freaks also has its own freak show, which is where the yes. squid
0: came from. He like he escaped. Double double freaks, yes. Because um, yeah, you're going around talking to these people, and you eventually kind of learn that they are being picked off by like the squid boy, <laughs> and uh, and we'll we'll learn more about about squid boy yeah. um, eventually. But like. They're all kind of on this island waiting to die, essentially, as they get picked off one by one yeah. by this squid. Um, and you, you the, can see we,
1: their bloated corpses floating
0: off the uh, off That's the coast. amazing. Yeah. Like, I love that. Like, there's just dead people just in, like, a soup surrounding you infinitely. Um, the uh, So, you he, you know, the Ringmaster gives you one ticket to squid squash uh, <laughs> the game, which is uh, presided over by Carl, who also <laughs> says, call me Ishmael, because he's reading about Moby Dick. Yeah. Um, And there's a funny little Moby Dick joke. He's like, no, it's about, uh, never mind. (laughs) um, But you always win this because there's kind of an economy to this level of uh, prize tickets. Mm -hmm. If you do things in like relatively the right order, you'll never run out of tickets. Right. If you do run out of tickets, you'll just find some on the ground. It's kind of a pain in the dick. Um, Mm -hmm. It doesn't add very much
1: no not really like it like the the notion of random chance what it felt like to me was that there was going to be a pop-out puzzle for some of these games
0: i thought so too yeah we're was was gonna go into an fps sequence or something (laughs) yeah
1: but instead it's just like you walk up and then it does she does the sims animation and like oh boy that was fun Um... And see
0: there he goes yay (laughs) (laughs) like it's got a real adorable yay um but yeah I, i think if like if you're if it's your last ticket you always win Okay. Like it, there's some kind of ease of use considerations to yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's just, I don't know what it is, but there's three games you can play um, to get more tickets because you're, gonna need tickets to get into some of these uh, areas to solve puzzles. Right. Um. Specifically uh, like the, the freak show, freak beach, the, the freak show and, and the haunted house. Yeah. Are the two, uh, the two big places you need to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, So uh, you find out you go into the circus tent and you talk to everybody here. Um, There's a couple of cool puzzles. Like I love the, uh, the one arm juggler (laughs) who uh, just like hasn't faced any challenge. Like he's too good at juggling. (laughs) And the way you solve that puzzle is you knock a pin off of the, the bottle knocking game uh-huh. and then throw that in while he's juggling. Uh-huh. And he's like, whoa, hey, you yeah. know, and like gets way into it. And I love uh-huh. what that does
1: because uh, you can't get into the, into the haunted house, which uh, exits out on the other side. And that's how you get to the tattoo parlor. You can't get in there because you're not uh, tall enough for the sign. So you have to do the sign a favor because it's missing its nose. So you get, the, you, you, you get something to replace its nose by doing that juggling puzzle to, to, to bring a yeah, red you, ball you, back.
0: You get a little red ball and then the sign like creepily smiles and lets you in. <laughs> you it's know? like, the, and no. it's just that you must be this tall sign.
1: Yeah. It's just that you, you must be this tall. It creepily smiles, lowers down. And then the yeah. attendant's like, well, and there's nothing yeah, this, in the
0: this, rules this, that says, yeah, the, the sign speaks. <laughs> um, I really like that. It's not how you get to the tattoo parlor. Actually. It's how you get oh. to the fortune teller. Okay. There we go. Um, cause you can always get to the tattoo parlor, um, which is just, the guy's just real mean. Like people are real mean to kids in this game. Yeah. Um, foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so you you know you get to the uh the tattoo parlor and you you, you know it's like Chekhov's tattoo gun. Um <laughs> because eventually you talk to the strong man in the circus and he really likes this girl named uh Blaze or what what is her name? She's the fire breather, Inferno. Yeah, yeah. The Inferno the fire breather. And uh and she doesn't want to commit to him. She lost her husband to the to the great squid attack of now. <laughs> and um you know but eventually he you know he does she's afraid he'll be dedicated so you suggest to him that he get a tattoo mm-hmm. and uh and if he does so it allows you to uh one um you can uh get you can get the needle the mm-hmm. tattoo needle from him and the uh, inferno will agree to teach you fire breathing technique
1: yes hey little kid here why don't you yep. have this
0: bottle of vodka <laughs> well there that's the thing there's it bottles of vodka much. everywhere but you yep. can't use it i know right that's really frustrating you have to go to the the tattoo parlor and get the needle and steal the rubbing alcohol oh yeah yeah um, but the, just the fact that there's vodka everywhere is like yep, that nice a pretty, little
1: that's a pretty good touch.
0: I like it. And when you when you, the girl sees it, she goes like vodka. Like you just you know, she's just used to seeing it and it's just it's a happy thing. Uh, which is super sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Um but uh but yeah, so she, she'll teach you that. Um and there's a detail you, that you learn from uh the contortionist Pret Zul that Iggy yes. is afraid of fire. So this this ultimately works out. Um something else that you learn um is uh, And Iggy is
0: the squid. Yes, Wait, I don't think Iggy,
1: Iggy yeah. is the squid, um, as opposed to Squiggy, <laughs>
0: yeah, who is the id, yep,
1: a raging uh, pile of id. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, there's also this family that is just kind of like, I, we're not part of this circus, we're just tolerating this, mm hmm,
0: yeah. Well, the the the, uh, the dad is like kind to you, and the son who is turning into a lamb, yeah. Like, which is really weird. Like, and just laying on its side the entire time. But the mom hates you and is like, "You're going to destroy everything." Yeah. Because she thinks there are shape changers everywhere. There's like this, like <laughs> imposter syndrome subplot that doesn't seem to get picked up anywhere. Is she
1: talking about the way that people transform to, maybe. like, to 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 match the performance kind of tropes?
0: Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It didn't. It's not explicit if that's what they were going for, but maybe yeah. that was what they were they're were aiming towards. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, very weird. But the way you proceed. Um, is to uh
1: is to go down and let out the dog boy um yes. from Freak Beach and instead of talking to him, because you know he was he was basically cellmates with Iggy, he runs off and starts uh starts digging around, uh digging a hole to find some human bones where he is uh uh, uh kind of consumed by this monster from uh, underneath kind of the, the honeycomb of caves beneath the yes. island.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so when you're ready you just jump down there and you're into another action sequence.
1: Yes. Um the, the fortune teller has has told you like, ah yes, you must find the light, the wand, and the <laughs> something or other. Yeah. Which just means like, oh, you need to use a, a mirror and set a fire so that you can start, you know, your
0: fire breath. And that's your it. fire breath stick. Yes. Yeah. And then you, you kinda of go through this river and like a tentacle will pop up. Uh kind of attack you and if you wait just a moment and then uh and then you, you step forward and set it on fire um it's kind of the trick to that yeah um until eventually you get to the end where iggy's there and he's surrounded by tentacles yeah. and uh he kind of blows this poison spray mm-hmm. um but you just kind of watch the pattern and walk up and, and hit him with fire when there's no poison yeah it's there. it's such a non-issue yeah it's, it's again the action sequences are really painless not additive but painless mm-hmm. yeah um and eventually, once you get through, you go into this like warped mansion.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is cool. Like, I dig this perspective because this perspective this is, is awesome. Like, it's
0: it, like a weird warped dollhouse.
1: Yeah, yeah. Except it's like uh, uh, stacked vertically, it's like like vertically aligned almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's like it's like a Wes Anderson movie, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, uh, it's, it's it's monochrome, and then like different things that you can't quite focus on, like different things that the dream you know doesn't intend for you to see, are kind of like warping in like a really cool like you know dream like way. Like this, this is the way that stuff sometimes looks in dreams, non-distinct, and like oh, I can't read that text; it's changing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: I like it a lot um you know so you kind of move through here and you're finding uh this is obviously you know your kids or or your your childhood rather max's childhood uh house and you are kind of going through eventually finding sarah's hiding place who you know you're playing as um you know there's a little puzzle where like dad is arguing with mom and dad says dinner will be or she just says dinner will be on the table at six that's how you get him to leave the den (laughs) um you know by changing the clock hands you have to find a key for everything but it's mostly just like a little background detail yeah and uh, eventually you get into Sarah's secret hiding place and you find that doll, the mm-hmm. clown doll you've been looking through. And, uh, yeah, you you bring it back to Sarah. Yeah. You give it to Sarah. You know, a force ghost takes over and you turn back into Max, I think, at this point. Yeah. Or Max shows up as a force ghost mm-hmm. and uh, and gives her the doll. Right. And so he yeah. is said right what, what once
1: went wrong. And he... You know, now has this kind of in his book as part of like a motivation, like, OK, this is starting to make a little bit more sense or at least putting some of the things I'm seeing into a bit more relief. Right. Like, yeah. he has this complex about saving kids like he feels he feels responsible because of this failure when he was really young.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, his uh, and, and and the dad is just constantly looking at these old videotapes and stuff. So it's just tying into the theme. Um, after that, you get into chapter five, the laboratory, yeah. um, which is another really short puzzle or a really short chapter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like this one. I like both the puzzles in this one.
1: Yeah. Um, so you wake up and you're kind of in the upper levels of the sanitarium and you are kind of like in the it's like the, like the administrative area.
0: Right. Yeah. Kind of. Except you're like outside mm-hmm. at first. Like you, you get to that part. But this is this weird like mad scientist rooftop. Yes. Kind of thing. Um, and there's kind of two two major puzzles. Like you need to get into the main door of the thing. And you do so by doing one of these machinery puzzles. Um, you have to pull off like a a hex crank, um, (laughs) off of the, the thing in order to, to make it work. But eventually this is a puzzle to release this gigantic ball. (laughs) Um, it just smashed through this door or what have you.
1: Yeah. Um, is this where you have to, uh, where you have to set the locks? Like, like, uh, that's, is this the gear puzzle? I forget.
0: Um, it's not a gear. It's like, uh, there are eight different kind of, uh, things holding the ball in place and you have a little thing that can you know release three of them at a time you rotate oh, okay. that the yeah thing. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah there we
1: go the, the the gear puzzle that's not till later mm-hmm. yeah um, um
0: yeah.
3: yeah
1: and uh, you get uh you you get kind of this memory of you know your your mentor morgan uh kind of encouraging you like ah yes you're getting closer here and this gets you into the uh kind of kind of the, the laboratory where you, you uh, find Morgan's desk and, you know, you see his uh, his uh, or you listen to his tape recorded notes saying like, yeah, the door code back to the secret room. People are kind of poking around. So I decided to do the craziest thing possible and
0: yes. hide the code on the chalkboards. Nobody ever hides something inside their memory. Like I can <laughs> I can hide things whenever I want just by memorizing them. They're called secrets. Yeah. It's really easy. Um, But nobody ever does that. He's from the Resident Evil school of like. Mm-hmm hiding uh, access to something. Yeah,
1: this is this is the dishonored.
0: <laughs> yes, approach. exactly. Um the uh but the other thing that we glossed over is that this is a carnal house. Oh yeah. Like you go in here and there's just corpses and 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 death everywhere. Like yeah. like laboratory subjects. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: here. Yeah, people just um, opened up like obviously yes. there's some research being done here. Um
0: and there uh there's a great deal of suffering involved in it. And there's uh the the hinting and the kind of theming here where they talk about um people who are too old um, don't work right. for, for the purposes of these experiments or what have you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, which is your kind of your clue. The way this puzzle works is you look at these, uh, these chalkboard notes. Um, you know, this person writes these, these kind of conspicuously worded notes and, uh, you kind of, you know, you move the mouse around and on the cat first capital letter, the beginning of every sentence, you can actually click on the letter and it goes down into, you know, this bottom little area to play and you unscramble the letters. Yes, you are. If be- these words. You're beautiful minding it.
1: Um, yes. there, there are
0: three different chalkboards
1: and this is one of those puzzles that is, uh, difficult on mobile. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, take, take that with a grain of salt or, you know, at least recognize you're in for a challenge if you get, if you mm-hmm. get there. Um, and, uh, uh, th- th- that isn't all you have to like do the junior jumble with those, uh, capital mm-hmm. letters in order to get something along, along the lines of like the, the, the youth will be our salvation or something like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, after you do so, you can break it. That's the voice code that gets you into the back room. Mm -hmm. Um, and you actually find, uh, you know, these jars of fetuses. Yes. Like you're,
1: you're in the back and you find out, uh, that, um, Morgan is trying to find the physical cause of insanity in the body. And so yes. older subjects, it is like set in like it's it's part of the wiring. Right. And so he is using children and fetuses specifically um, in order to perform this research to try and determine, you know, to determine where insanity comes from.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so after this kind of happens, uh, Morgan ends up kind of restraining you and you get this idea that you got walked in on and injects you. And then the game takes a really weird left turn <laughs> because that... you, you turn into Goro. Yeah, nobody would really expect that you turn into Goro with a centaur bottom <laughs> in one eye. Like, that's definitely what happens. And there have been like little foreshadowing. Like, we've seen this comic right. before that young Max likes this comic called Grimwall. Um, but now you're Grimwall in chapter six, The Hive, which is so goddamn weird. <laughs> like, this is so weird. Yeah. Like, and I, had, I had almost no memory of this, like, and I, had, I remember things after it too. It was like, I just I had, like blocked Grimwall from my memory, which is
1: funny because it sticks out like a sore thumb.
0: It's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just gloss over it. Like, it's not like the puzzles here. I don't actually mind that much. Yeah. It's just a tonal shift, on which you know which gaming has never seen. Well, like, it's just like yeah. it's uh, it's
1: it definitely feels like it's from from another game.
0: Yeah, yeah, super goddamn strange. Yeah, um, true. weird uh, trivia from that postmortem that i read where there was going to be a huge like sequence at the end of this where grimwall like cleans house and just like murders tons of bugs but yeah. it got cut. Ah. Um so there's going to be a really climactic like heroic action scene but instead, you know, grimwall just does what grimwall do, which is uh, solve puzzles. <laughs> well, you know, it's like
1: Conan the... Everybody plays up how Conan the barbarian is, you know, like this, you know, but he was a philosopher, he was a poet, he right?
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like uh uh you know what would uh, King of Dragon pass? Like the poets are the most strong. I uh, think the um, I I kind of love Grimwal's voice actor acting. Yeah, so like, Grimwal does the delivery, the wooden delivery, like kind of perfectly. I think. I think it's the same voice actor. I think it is too, but he should have just been Grimwall all the time. <laughs> like, um, uh, all the characters have G G R in their name. It's real mm-hmm. silly. Like this is this is so silly. Yep they they, they, they...
1: it's it's an awesome comic book detail. Like. <laughs> In in universe, they only have one uh, swear word, which is "crap." I love that delivery so
0: much. Crap, <laughs> crap. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, it is so dumb. So eventually, you you wake up right after you've killed a a larva, and mm-hmm. uh, you put on its drone harness. Yeah. Um, and the drone harness allows it makes the the bugs around see you as a bug, mm-hmm. so you can infiltrate this place. Yes. And uh, you're kind of going through in this like bio organic you know uh hr Geiger's haunted fuck shack kind of thing like <laughs> haunted starcraft fuck shack yeah yeah like, like yeah. that's 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 what it looks and
1: feels like it, it looks like a starcraft map
0: yeah exactly you're walking on creep <laughs> um the zerg zerg creep yeah that's yes. where creep comes from Is, is yeah. The zerg creep. um yeah so you're walking on zerg creep and kind of solving these puzzles you find another uh compatriot here graven mm-hmm. um who is kind of as a you know a slave he's like uh the assistant to the queen or something like no, that he's not quite a slave he's he, he is he is the assistant to
1: the uh to to, oh, to, yeah. the, to the researcher who was sent here as part of like the peace uh process right like yeah you know like the, the this...
0: investigation process yeah it yeah. was like they were going to investigate an investigative mm-hmm.
1: team yeah they they were sent by the peace council or something like that yeah um the, the, yeah, because... the scientist named Gromna.
0: yeah in in this world there is this war between these psychops cyclops centaurs mm-hmm. and uh and these Mecha bug things yeah
1: weirdly enough this was the inspiration for saga
0: yeah, yeah exactly he's got some saga beats <laughs> um the uh so you, you eventually get the uh <laughs> password um to his place he says hey you can hide out at my house until mm-hmm. we figure this out because you are a great hero grimwall is a you know won this, these wars and such um you go through and you read this newscast that is actually from our world kind yeah. of partly yep um it's like partly bug partly cyclops which so is kind of a neat touch mm-hmm. um and uh yeah this, so they, they they sent this uh envoy here to kind of fight the infection from within. Um yeah. and uh before you know so you have to more or less wait for your buddy to get off work. <laughs> like just like what do you go do there? Mm-hmm. Um you have this furnace where like the furnace they are just feeding uh these these larva into this this furnace. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's going and you have this uh this is another pop-out puzzle yeah, to solve. This is great. I like the dragonfly puzzle a lot. Like, it's this weird. It's it's like this weird biotechnical, uh, you know, machine. Mm-hmm. And we have to do a couple things to get access to the machine. Um, that more or less just involve you breaking stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but you you get to this is the the highlight. Yeah. And it involves color in this weird way, mm-hmm. where the, the dragonfly's wings will make different symbols show. On there, but but there's no guide for this one. No, this is just uh, you figure out how this alien technology does by pushing buttons Mm -hmm. and seeing what they do. Yeah, and there like there's no fail states, and it's really easy to reset the puzzle. At any given point, well, you don't have to. Like, if you
1: press the wrong button, it just doesn't highlight the symbol. Like oh, you yeah. are, you're basically the 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 wings are different kinds of uh, transparencies, and you have different different color filters. And so you have to recreate one of the symbols that you see at the left. And then once you see it under the uh, the viewfinder over the wings, you have to uh, just lock it in and confirm it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, the uh, yeah, and this is this is. I was thinking of a later puzzle that lets you no. reset. Uh, based on that but um you kind of go through and you're just finding the uh, matching the symbols on the different wings and it can work where like um the wings can never be two different colors so you have to just kind of find the uh the correct thing to have them be an overlay of it's kind of hard to explain Mm -hmm. um but it it, is i like this puzzle a lot yeah um and that eventually will fuck up the furnace
1: right like it overloads it and sets these things on fire
0: yeah yeah which is which is pretty great because the fuck all you know i'll squash them all yeah um
1: really you're just you're creating a distraction so you can grab something that i forget what it is
0: yeah well no, i think this actually is the thing you just want to do that causes uh your buddy to get off work oh, okay i think this is just a thing that you have to do because you want to sabotage hmm. the bugs um once you get back uh your buddy is back in his uh his chamber hmm. and uh you need like a you need a security upgrade to check in on on gramna yeah. Um, check yeah. in on this person. Like
1: you can't you can't get you can't get into Gromna's um, uh, room without uh, without the security clearance. Um, yes. And so once you get this, you get um, again a, uh, a newscast or like a like a flash uh, talking, uh, um, you know, or a conversation between you and Dr. Morgan um, with this uh, talking about this DNAV disease that affects children and a vaccine. Or uh, not a vaccine, but you know, like an amelior- ameliorative cure called, creatively enough, hope. Right? So. Yeah.
0: Again, it's from the Umbrella School, or like mm-hmm. the Resident Evil score, like Daylight. You know, it's just it's just yeah. a, a a very uh, symbolic name. Yeah. For for something, um, when you eventually get into the uh, the chamber here, um, you find uh, a bunch of Cyclops fetuses mm-hmm. here. So, like, oh my God, they're using children. You
1: know. <laughs> And then you get a flashback to the real world and Dr. Morgan using fetus tissue to torture monkeys.
0: <laughs> Dr. Morgan's turn in this game is amazing. Like <laughs> from just kind of like pretty reasonable to just like, no, science in science, the ends always justify the means. Yes. Like Kenny <laughs> <laughs> wipes his ass with the Constitution.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: um it's pretty incredible. Um so yeah, so you have to uh you have to prove to your buddy um that uh that they're doing this and you do so you you uh very this is an annoying pixel hunt thing because yeah i missed i missed the mandible that was stuck in the wall mm-hmm. they used to cut the the proboscis <laughs> yeah. um yeah everything just... just kind of looks like a bio sludge when, you, yeah, when you look at it that's my
1: biggest problem with this actually like i love the tone um and i i like you know when you're zoomed in on something like grap. the like grap um <laughs> i like crap um <laughs> uh i I drank a stiff cup of grappa um (laughs) but but, um but no no but just like when you're when you're in the above you know when when you're when you're in the bird's eye perspective trying to find these mandibles or find which piece of biomass to cut like Mm -hmm. i just it doesn't read to me at all
0: yeah it's it it, it's it's real like visual slurry yeah uh, which is a problem yeah, but you um, but you cut
1: down a tank. It's not just that they're using the the the, the centaur younglings. Uh, they are younglings. Um, they're actually right. hybridizing them with the insects, with like with the sectoids or whatever. Um, yeah. So you you cut one of these down as proof of uh, of Gromna's betrayal, so that a Gravin yes. will help you out.
0: Which allows you to he uh, lets you into Gromna's chamber where you get a sound generator, um, which allows you to go up into like a real sphincter. And I was having a thought about this where I was like. If my life goes well, like my full body will never go through a sphincter. <laughs> like I would love to not like no matter what kind of advances in technology you have or what kind of aliens visit, I would love to not go through a rectum of any kind, like oh. as a, as a full, fully bodied human. Like I never want my entire body to go into a, like a bio sphincter. Yeah. You don't want it thing. to be
1: like at the end of evolution.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. this is, this is gross. And it, it just, it's very, the sphincter itself is very active. Oh yeah, definitely. In like, your transportation. It, like, yeah.
1: It's a, uh, it, it takes a gulp. Like it, it, is it, it, re- it reaches out and grabs you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, It is, it is, it is, you know, voracious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's, well, yeah, I never really put those together. That's probably where that comes from. I was using the same root word. I'm sure. I'm <laughs> uh, pretty um, sure. I, yeah. I, I, I was a betty man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, it's an urban dictionary. The, uh, so, but it, it kind of slurps you up into another level. I'm um, here where there are a bunch of little Cyclops kids uh in uh uh Mm -hmm. on the ground and uh, when you click on them they sing this little song um i like this puzzle a lot too me too i Uh, always always like melody matching puzzles and those are a wall
1: for a lot of people see the the entrance puzzle for the selenetic age
0: yeah yeah um yeah i like them i like them a lot too um so and I just like this one because it's really diegetic like these kids have been listening to people do the code Mm -hmm. they want to help you but they can't be explicit about it so (laughs) they just sing this little song yeah, um,
1: and uh, it's actually the melody that you that plays when you pick up an item in Super Metroid.
0: No, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, yeah.
1: No, it's not. It's
0: well, it's very really similar <laughs> though. It goes like it's like one <laughs> and then down to like it's very really similar. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't that pitch shifted. I was,
1: I was I was making a joke about how we missed that detail from talking about the attakuns in Super yeah. Metroid. Yeah, all
0: right. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think it is. I huh. wouldn't be surprised if it was an Easter egg. Oh, well. Like. Yeah. I I actually had that thought I was going to say something about it if you didn't say it. Like it's, <laughs> it's reminiscent of wow, so. I, I was just goofing, so all right. Yeah. Accidental. Accidental goofs. Um, accidental goof truths. Yeah, goof goof truths. Um yeah. um yeah, you can't handle the goof truth. Um you're getting court martialed from the goof troop. <laughs> Anyway. But, but um, you uh, return
1: one piece of this blood pump, right? Like something that helps uh, uh, that that your uh, your buddy needs in order to uh, work on the biomechanics of this of uh, this ancient machine that they have found. And this opens up one side of a wormhole that is literally just a way for you to get out of this
0: tower before it explodes. Exactly. Um, yeah, this is where the the fact that this was truncated really comes into relief. Like yes. I'm sure that this was not the planned ending for this chapter, mm-hmm. and the like the actual ending is super weird because. After you climb up a one pixel wide rope to get to the top level,
1: like Gromna is standing underneath the the queen's head, giving kind of a Hitler speech.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And you take the thing and ultimately it's just like, we left and nuke them. Yeah. You know, and then like, that was it. Mm -hmm. We just, we knew it was coming we couldn't have done this in the fight for some reason. You know, why didn't we do this before? So yeah. we, you know, the, the centaurs or the, the cyclopses, uh, nuked the, the mecha buds, the insectoids. Mm-hmm. And, and thus ends one of the weirdest, like sore thumb chapters in adventure game history. Yeah. <laughs> like, if
1: if the environments and the items were the slightest bit more discernible, this would be a win for me. Actually.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Like that's yeah. that's probably that's the big problem with it. it. It the weirdness works in a way that I, I like. Okay. In a way that when we get to chapter eight doesn't. Oh yeah, I hate chapter eight with the passion, <laughs> like with the fury of a thousand suns.
1: Yes, with the fury of a thousand sun gods.
0: Um, yes, it is the worst. <laughs> but
1: before that, we get to uh, chapter seven, another one of these interstitials with morgue and cemetery.
0: Yes. Where uh you you know and this this kind of forms a complete story if you you know, can kind of consider what's happening with the the sanitarium chapters mm-hmm. where like you know there was an explosion in the tower um, which we didn't mention that but everyone's talking about it when you were in the uh, the courtyard area um, you get to the courtyard you make your way to the roof inspecting Morgan Morgan mm-hmm. catches you doing so and knocks you out thinks he killed you and puts yeah. you in the morgue right to, to be buried so that's where you wake up. I'm here.
1: And then, and then everybody knows that you cannot be released from an asylum until you uh, uh, speak a riddle to a tree.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That that old, that old Roma folktale. So you have to get out of the, uh, the, and it's freezing in this, in this morgue, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to get out. There's another. This another pop-up puzzle with the door. Um, yeah, with these gears. I dig this puzzle a lot because you can't Me see. Yeah. You can't see the actual gears, so
1: you are just kind of like pressing buttons until you uh, uh, kind of move the uh, can. Is that a word? <laughs> <Something> <laughs> on the top like and bottom, up and down. So you are just indirectly trying to uh, trying to disengage the lock by kind of messing around with uh, some of the exposed parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it it just does have that like that Playmobil like I'm going to press buttons and see what happens and then kind of try to put those elements together. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig this a lot. Um, when you get out, um, you get uh, you get another cutscene where it finds out that Max, uh, your funding is cut. You're a researcher. A medical mm-hmm. researcher and uh you know you had this argument with Morgan, where he's putting profit ahead of people yes and
1: you you have cliche. the cure and you just need a little bit more funding but the uh but the treatment is more uh is more Look profitable,
0: at, yeah, yeah, you guys should be focusing on making hope you know better right. as opposed to working on the actual cure, right.
1: Yeah. yeah um but uh so you have this kind of piece of epiphany here as you go around and uh there's some some weird navigation like you have to use uh his That's this so iron weird.
0: bust what yeah, it's so weird you <laughs> can't go around the building you have to bust through the wall by throwing a bust at it yes yeah it's So he, weird. he's like well of course he would have
1: a bust of himself the ostentatious ass
0: <laughs> yeah yeah where's that coming from um yeah so you eventually get on you're trying to turn the ovens on right uh you know so you uh you go through you have to turn on the gas you have to do this little thing with a u-pipe and redirect it yeah yeah. it's all all fairly simple Mm -hmm. um but eventually you just kind of choose a random corpse and (laughs) burn it alive to get a glass eye and some you burn the corpse alive yeah yes burn it uh (laughs) burn it whole okay um to to do so in order to get this glass glass eye and get some ashes to use for puzzles
1: yes and also turning on the uh turning on the, the the what is it crematorium there we go Mm -hmm. um actually opens up uh like you can you can redirect the heat and thaw out the uh the morgue as well yes
0: because there's somebody who's still alive in there
1: yeah yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) super creepily the the your wife figure is uh is a woman in a bag like in a clear plastic bag um i forget does she come alive um before or after you turn on the um i think she tells you like hey if you don't get out of here you're going to freeze
0: yeah, I don't I don't remember the the specifics. I think she does tell you that though, yeah. uh as you're leaving. Which is isn't actually a time limit or anything. It's just No, no, it's
1: just it's just there to make you feel like there's one. There's a sense of urgency.
0: Yeah. Um after you talk to the old man, he talks about there's a scratching sound coming from another drawer. <laughs> um you open up one of the drawers and climb in and there's this weird writing uh that you can't read. <laughs> yeah. Um but if you look through you find the uh the drawer that it belonged to is the same corpse that you burned that had that glass eye, mm-hmm. and you look through that corpse's glass eye to decode the writing. Yes. Uh,
1: yes i dig it that's not how glass eyes work and also that's not how touch screens work this is another one that uh tripped up some people in our slack um because oh, i'm sure because you're moving the eye
0: <laughs> and your fingers right there <laughs> right yeah yeah um, yeah which is uh pretty frustrating
1: mm-hmm. but uh but yeah it, it lets you read a message that is meant for a tree and this tree has been kind of blocking your path out
0: yes um yeah so cuz you you go out into the backyard and there's a little uh, a little rotunda area that you want to get into but you can't um and this is where you also use the um you can tell the tree the rhyme but it still doesn't listen to you so you need to find the person who planted it mm-hmm. and that's another one of these graves um and you do so by like the the stone is like broken and hard to read so you rub ash on it yep. to uh, to make it easier to read yes but so with those
1: pieces together, um, you're able to convince this tree that you are taking care of the sunlight or whatever. Um, and uh, this helps you open the door and you find that uh, uh, Morgan is down there and he's got some, like, uh, mystic secrets of the Third Reich kind of stuff going on.
0: Yeah, it's real weird. <laughs> um, you know, he uses this this technology and this Aztec calendar that's hooked up to a machine. Um <laughs> which which you you end up matching the symbols on and you get teleported away to the worst chapter in the game.
1: Yes. Um, the Lost the Village.
0: Lost, yeah, the Lost Village. I this is excruciating. Yeah, this like,
1: is um the like some of the worst stuff we've done.
0: I think this is yeah, I I agree. I think this is this is my least favorite segment in an adventure game we've done for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Um enough so that like I just got so sick of like cuz so, so adventure games, right? Like we talk about how Trial and Error gets a bad name on um on fireside chat a lot right yes like that sounds bad but really like you know the clues are oftentimes there and even if they're not like trying new things to find something that works is not inherently bad in gameplay
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh but the difference there is that the one thing we talk about is that the penalty for failure should more or less be nominal Mm -hmm. you know like it should be you should be able to get over it like you lose a lot in dark souls but it's it's easy to get that stuff back and you should be able to retry really fast you know, like, that's the best thing. And Dark Souls doesn't always do that. There are some boss runs that are really egregious because when you fail, the penalty just feels like a lot. Hmm. Here, the penalty is really, really rough as far as the amount of time that you spend. So, like, when you're walking around kind of trying things and looking around, it's just you have to backtrack so much yeah. to try it. And you move slower than your normal walking speed. And the theming here is really boring to me. Oh, I mean, most it, certainly. I think that ancient Aztec theming is really bland mm-hmm. and the characters are all really bland. This part in the beginning where you talk to, so you get summoned in as, as Olmec. Yeah. Olmec. Olmec.
2: Um,
0: in the, uh, into, in, in this God, the stone God. And this first part where you're talking to these warrior ghosts, their dialogue <laughs> is so damn boring. Like, <laughs> like if you're writing like ancient Aztec or like any kind of ancient people, you don't have to write them like, uh, kiosks. <laughs> You know like it's like everyone is a kiosk mm-hmm. in this. Well no, like they um, they
1: they're being written like a historian would explain dry facts about these people. Like there's no like dimension or voice to them.
0: No, and well and they're just it's a really cliche like I was the youngest warrior who died without honor. Like it feels weirdly offensive. Like whenever you, like not offensive to me necessarily, but there's something about it that's like a cliche <laughs> that I feel is outdated where like everyone yes we are the honorable warriors who you know lived without fear and like everybody has that kind of like cadence and and dialogue to them yeah and it just makes my eyes gloss over Mm -hmm. like i just i can't handle it i'm not interested in orders of ancient warriors no all those things sound good together but it never ends up being cool. Like I like an order. I like things that are ancient. I like warriors, but you put them together. I'm never into it. And so
1: you combine that with the fact that this entire level is about running around to different flavors of temple.
0: Yes think man the the look of relief on my face when those temples weren't dungeons yeah. was incredible <laughs> when, they, like, when those were just rooms. a room <laughs> yeah. yeah a room with a puzzle like oh my goodness because i was so scared of like oh man i'm gonna have to do a dungeon is this guy and then they make you do a dungeon with him afterwards <laughs> like, <laughs> oh you thought you were gonna, gonna get, get away i thought i was gonna get away with not controlling olmec for for much longer but <laughs> oh boy do you control olmec for a while
3: yeah
1: so <sighs> You, you talk about trial and error and you talk about kind of punishment, like, well, you know, what, like, how is how is this punishing failure? But I don't see like it's they're not punishing failure. They're just punishing you for playing the game, like even success in this because of the way everything is presented, because it's this super zoomed out overhead uninteresting slow-moving thing where everything is placed as far away as possible there's no kind of like conservation of detail to where you're walking like into like scenes where you're actually doing stuff like you know and this but has kind of like outside of the uh outside of the first couple of chapters has the most people that you need to interact with and also the most like dialogue dependencies like even success in this is incredibly tedious so like and you know any trial and error here like that is so far in away to my mind like it takes a back seat even you know like trial <laughs> t- trial and success is, uh, is 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 even tedious here like even per- really... even perfectly executed and i had to
0: do it twice it didn't feel any better no i and and like i don't i don't think it works when you know exactly what to do either like my point is just that the, the basic like testing of things that you do in adventure games mm-hmm. is immensely unsatisfying here. Yeah. And when you're doing that and you're not succeeding, it just means you're going to have to do it again yeah. and again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where like it's like the, the this would have been like a D plus area if you do <laughs> everything right the first time. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's not. Uh, so it, it's really frustrating. And like there's some humor to be found in how your character is pushy and mean. Yeah, this is the only the time where your
1: character is like not effusively nice and trying to get like get around it, like with the exception of fucking Dennis,
0: a piece of yeah. shit, um, yeah, <laughs> a little, little turd. Um, so it's got that. So, there's some humor to be found, but you just wait so long in between the moments of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just way too much walking and way too much mythology. I just I can't give a fuck about. Yeah. Um. So we should breeze through this a little bit because the puzzle, the things you're, and also this is. it's the weaker puzzles in the game too yeah like there are three puzzle like kind of pop-out puzzle areas in these temples but they're not very good no um you know so there's just like there's nothing to this to really recommend it yeah.
1: Um, so as you go around, you find these ghosts that are uh, that are kind of describing how they died and where, where they're at in, you know, kind of like relation and age and experience and all those kind of things.
0: God and help that, you if you're not writing that down.
1: Yep. No. Also, God help you if you like try and use the process of elimination like I did, because like, OK, well, there's six names there. I only found one of them. You can't actually enter the uh, you can't actually enter the the, the answer that you have. Unless they're uh, unless you've talked to unless all you of them,
0: actually, unless your character knows it.
1: Yes, unless your character yeah. has gone around and talked to all of them, which like, yeah. that's kind of bullshit.
0: <laughs> and that's really frustrating. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, so trying try to
1: find, figure out like the last one that you hadn't, that yeah. you hadn't talked to. That's never fun going around no. to doing is it going through and again? talking
0: to all of them again. Yeah. Or if you didn't write it down and you're just you're going back and talking to all of them because there's nothing to symbolize that you would need this information. Yeah, like the puzzle that you need this to get through is not for another. 20 minutes yeah it's
1: not until the end like when you have to perform this right
0: yeah so i would really like to cruise through this yeah uh, for multiple reasons so kind of the (laughs) the the grand thing you're trying to do is that uh is at the top of this thing and you need to perform these three this this right and get these three uh idols to perform the right so you're doing these puzzles to get into these three different temples the the Mm -hmm. water temple the fire temple and the jaguar temple (laughs) the three elements um (laughs) and uh Essentially, the puzzle is there's a couple puzzles just to get into the temple, mm-hmm. right? So like the water temple, um, you have to push over this boulder to create a uh, unflow, you know, unblock this lava, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so it turns into magma you can step on. Um, you have to knock over this tree to uh, to get over to the other one,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you have, uh, knock, inside, you have to
1: knock over totem
0: big oh, uh, oh, to oh, get yeah. to the corner. Oh, <laughs> Big head. Uh, and you also you also have
1: to uh uh resolve the uh the, the the unfinished business of the of the dead but
0: uh yes yeah yeah which again sounds cool but it's not i promise um eventually um you know when you talk you talk to there's a shaman whose house is hidden in a real bullshit way <laughs> like behind some geometry um you get back there and he lets you walk on lava etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm really cruising through this but yep. i'm also i'm a little pressed for time but i am mad and don't remember that much of how i went through this and none of it's good like it's just yeah, like it's not yeah. it's not good like so so you just kind of the the puzzles are not really puzzles It's just talking to people and figuring things out and answering their questions mm-hmm. um, until they let you into the 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 temples and the temples almost always just have image matching
1: right puzzles. right so it's either like hit these gongs in descending size order to break this crystal yeah or like um, look at the order of these symbols as you walk up the stairs you know yes. and, and match we, that
0: Yeah, we put the the code right outside, you know. (laughs) Um, Eventually, you get the two items you need to get into Jaguar Temple. Um, Through that way, you get into Jaguar Temple. You get the three totems, and you line them up on on the ground. And uh, these lasers kind of kind of show <laughs> up and blow up the statue of olmec which okay
1: yep um and this creates yeah. a hole because you found out that uh only Olme- or sorry that um uh that that catsquaddle will never die because of a de- his death mask so you go into this um tomb raider and the temple of osiris ass um maze beneath the ground and gary this is this is bullshit for so many reasons
0: This is, yeah, this is really, really bad. Yeah. This is, Um,
1: this is where the controls went from being like, Oh, this wasn't thought through to being like, they, they designed this map around these controls. This is, this is actively hostile to the player.
0: This is really hostile. This is really bad. It looks a little bit like monument Valley, like in the overlapping, uh, kind of, uh, you know, walkways and stuff. And it's a maze where the wrinkles (laughs) are. Um, sometimes there are timing puzzles where there's electricity, like electric (laughs) panels to get through. Um, there are these uh, these weights that you have to move out of the way. Mm-hmm. But the most frustrating to me is that when you kind of work, figure out which way you want to go, sometimes the ground just collapses and yep. you just can't go that way. Nope, you can't go like there. The maze... Find another way, you idiot. <laughs> large, yeah, large swaths of the maze just become no longer accessible to you. Yeah, um, for no reason uh, or no no you know reason gameplay wise. Like it happens because you know it's an old temple, but right. it's just to make it harder and take longer. It feels like padding, and like this game doesn't need it. I understand that kind of short games weren't in style at the time. Yeah. Right. And adventure games, adding something like a maze to pad their length. That just happens. Yeah. That's That's a, a, that's a a problem with the genre. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem with the genre. Um, so it's never good. It's never like, I like it that much, but the control scheme makes this one worse. (laughs) Like this is one of the worst ones that we've done. And it just, it's already like, I'm already mad at this chapter. And then to go down here and be like, Oh, now I have to do a maze to get to the end. That's something else. Um, but eventually, you just kind of put, you know, trial and error your way through it, uh, just your walk speed being slower than anything, um, getting to the maze and getting to this door at the end. Right.
1: And you destroy the no. death mask. And as everything kind of starts falling apart around you, you wake up in this memory of your home.
0: Yes. Is the, fi- the final chapter, uh, yes. the gauntlet. Um, yeah. First, you have this, this amazing hallucination, though, <laughs> yeah. um with your wife and Sarah, where Sarah melts into a skeleton and your wife turns into one of those car wash like air dummy things. <laughs> it's like, whoop, 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 like starts like her skin becomes like real like rubbery and weird. and she starts fly like like flailing around crazily. Yeah. And then he's you know, like, oh, I'm not done yet. I'm back in the gauntlet. Yeah.
1: You're sucked through a portal, and this is pretty cool. Like the game kind of sticks the landing with this last chapter, I think
0: I think so too. yeah. I think this is good yeah um you know so you you go back to this portal and Mar- morgan is talking to you on this operating table
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh you know kind of talking you through but as so you go back into the dream to kind of push your way past the drug or what have you yeah and now you're in this uh kind of slant like mi- remix of everything you've done so far yeah it's
1: like an amalgamation like all like if, if all of these were meteors that collided together um all of the situations you've been in before um elements and characters and geometry and set pieces it's all kind of together in this one floating island in space.
0: Yes, and the, and the way that you solve puzzles here is not so much with inventory, even though you're really just kind of collecting a couple different things, mostly yeah. these angel statue pieces. But you have items in your inventory already that allow you to change into your different avatars. Mm-hmm. So um, you can either be uh, Sarah uh, uh, Grimwall or Quetzalcoatl or uh, Olmec. Olmec, yeah. Olmec. Um, and they each have different abilities. So like Grimwall is very strong. Olmec has uh, shoes, <laughs> essentially, and Sarah is very small.
1: Yes. And so, like, I kind of wish this chapter was about, like, let's say one third shorter. Mm-hmm. Like, it was switching back and forth, especially as I was trying to figure it out, um, ended up being kind of bullshit, especially when you had to um switch in very rapid succession like oh i need to walk over this two tile wide strip of spikes and then get small and then turn into uh tur- turn into grim so i can yeah. lift this heavy thing it's like it-, it makes you switch just a little bit too much for me like to the point where i wish there was a hotkey. but like the idea is sound right like you know it's not like you are going back and using this vocabulary that you picked up like olmec having shoes didn't factor into really anything
0: no. No, <laughs> It is. Um, and, and Olmec's the real bummer here because there's no puzzles or anything you solve with him. It's just certain areas are spiked. Right. And you need Olmec. Like Olmec is, is a disaster <laughs> like in, in this, and, and no offense to anybody who follows that religion, but like it is, uh, I don't know if that still exists. <laughs> I was just, uh, making a joke about covering her ass, but the, uh, <laughs> it is just that it, like, he doesn't add to this chapter either. He's a right. non-additive presence in this game. Um, but I, I mean, I think this chapter was appropriately linked. I was just ready for the game to be done because of the last chapter. Yeah, like I was, I was more just like my patience reserves were low. But I didn't yeah. feel like I. I think this is some of the stronger content of the game. Yeah. Like I actually like this. Yeah, I just thought
1: the the, um, the rapid switching got tedious. Like I, I wish that it. Made, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> if they didn't make it shorter, just make me switch less, or make it make all the switches like really, really make sense.
0: The other thing too is that they've run out of ideas for puzzles at this point. I feel. Mm-hmm. Because the puzzles, a lot of them are just matching patterns, mm-hmm. um, which are, I like. I happen to like those puzzles, but they uh, there's several of them here, yeah. you know, kind of in a row. Like we did that a little bit in the the last chapter, and then here, like um, in order to get one of the things, there's the clown, like a carnival uh, callback, and you hit this uh, this strength, you know, hit the ring the bell thing, and it makes four lights appear in order. Then you have to match that on this clown. How do you do that? Um, they're not that they're they're disparate enough for me. Okay, like there's none that look the same. Yeah. Um, so. That was the uh, it just happened. I just lucked out. Okay, cool. You Cause, know, because like I would have was... looked. I would have looked at a YouTube or something if not. But yeah, I um, just memorize them by position positioning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a it's a color dependent puzzle, which is a bummer.
1: Yeah, yeah, but uh, kind kind of they it shows that they run up. They've run out of ideas, and that actually speaks to how important puzzle variety is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for for as much thematic and tonal and just kind of genre variety as they have here, like paddle like pattern recognition is fun. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, like there's, it, it repeats itself just way too much. I think.
0: Yeah. I, I think up until this point, they've done a pretty good job of, of that actually. Yeah. And this is where it, it t- and for them to, for it to kind of take a dive this late in the game, it's hard for me to be mad about
2: it. Yeah.
0: Like I think up until this point, and then like, I'm, you know, pattern recognition is a more limited puzzle than figure out an alien machine. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more or less always up for figuring out an alien machine yeah, me too. that never feels overdone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, so, um, yeah, so you do that clown puzzle. Um you do this uh you you stomp out this pattern in the floor um which is a, a weird kind of uh weird kind of thing you do as as a heavy heavy boy um yeah
1: yeah you have to do uh you have to uh match the pattern of some uh pumpkins as they yep. as they kind of light up to evaporate some kids like it's just like a, it's a big uh kind of reprise of stuff that we stuff that we've seen before like imagery and things including finding a mandible so you can cut down a torso Mm -hmm, yeah like finding a mandible that's like just hidden away behind uh, a a translucent cell wall on a honeycomb kind of thing like fuck you
0: yeah that that bio that's a that's a frustrating i ended up looking up yeah where to find that because i was frustrated yeah um yeah and uh Yeah. So uh, you ultimately open up this last gate and
1: you confront Morgan, who decides, well, this is specifically the dream version of Morgan, who decides not to confront you directly, but uh, to kind of have um, the shadow version of you um, kind of attack you, this manifestation over your guilt at failing your sister by not finding her clown. Right.
0: And this is the real uh, this is the final puzzle in the game. So I think you've got Morgan's last game title card here in the notes in a different place, but this oh, yeah. is actually the last game. Yes. Um, so the puzzle here is that, like, you're on a chessboard. You have a black shadow version of you that does the opposite or, like, moves in mirror with you. Mm-hmm. And you have to get over to these orbs while these, like, inky blackness um, appears um, under you to kind of reset you. Like, right. you sink into the blackness. It appears at random intervals. Um and then you have a kind of a timer, but then once time runs out, you just get to try it again. Right. Nothing happens. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate that. I was expecting to hate this, but it ended up, it ended up making sense eventually um, it, it for just,
1: me. Yeah. Like it, it made sense. Like, it's not hard to like watch a couple of repetitions of the pattern to see like, yeah. okay, I need to move here, then move here, then move here. It's just the, 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 the idea that I couldn't click and just have him pathfind to a place and I had to just, you know, Guide him very, very inelegantly to uh, yeah. to like to get to those to, to to get to those places without you know warping back to the beginning. Like it was just very frustrating. Like it was an implementation thing, and I, will always be a little bit upset when I know what I should do, um, but uh, then I can't do it. Yeah. yeah, and not because of a failing of my dumb meat hands, but of a failing of the system that interprets yeah. my intention into uh, you know into into a result
0: yeah yeah it's not i mean to me the problem is more that it's not that inspired like i didn't actually have that much of a hard time controlling it but i just didn't think it was particularly inspired and it's also very like if you're designing a climax to a game that's about puzzles Mm -hmm. like coming up with the puzzle climax is hard (laughs) you know like that that's a weird way to do a boss fight Mm -hmm. um you know and i'm glad i'm not i didn't want to necessarily like just fight a shadow malice slice and dice baby like (laughs) fight shadow max jrpg yeah where 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 all of
1: your forms are your party
0: <laughs> yes, um, I didn't need that necessarily, but it does uh you know it's not the strongest foot of yeah. to go out on yeah. hmm? gameplay like, wise th-
1: thematically, it's okay because like the the orbs that you're getting they're that you're getting they're being held by statues of your other forms, yes, and they and like, those they, other forms, they give you like,
0: encouragement the uh so Grimwall was was your character that you loved as a as a as a kid mm mm-hmm. Why is Olmec there? I know I keep harping on that, but where does does Olmec have any place in his story? So it does because what did I miss? Th-
1: there, there's this, there's a cinematic that, that 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 I glossed over here. Um, it's 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 in the notes, but it's such a minor bullet point. Um, the cure, uh, for this DNAV virus was found, um, in uh in South America or in uh oh, okay. central Central America, like around these ruins, like that's where he did the research and that's where he came back. So that's that's why that imagery gotcha. is like is is is, is in
0: okay there? gotcha um yeah yeah still still frustrating because it's yeah. like the idea of him kind of calling this childhood totem i like a lot more yes than, than him just being into an ancient Aztec shit <laughs> um after you destroy all those orbs um you get your final kind of cinematic of the game you beat the game yes um you uh you yank out your IV and you wake up hugging your wife yes and yeah. uh
1: and morgan's uh his uh his plan has failed because he intended to silence you um yes. with this and, uh, you know, you you have your face back like that was just a thing in the dream. But he had um, he had sabotaged your car and was hoping that, uh, you know, hoping that this would take you out of the picture so he could, you know, proceed unabated.
0: Yeah. And then you get an uh, ending credit song. That's the same thing as the <laughs> Mega Man Legend's one. I, I was gobsmacked. Note, I put the entire thing at the end of the episode. So listen for that. <laughs> it's amazing like what well, i i can't like it's it's funny because you we got to this or when i got to this i was like i wonder if cole noticed it because i remember you like i i told you the Mega Man legend ones yeah i didn't really notice it but here like here it's it's the same it's the same thing it's uh-huh. just the vocal samples from the game remixed over goofy techno <laughs> but the but the voice acting in this is worse <laughs> it's it's like the
2: mm, like I don't like the voice acting in Mega Man Legends, but like the, the
0: they're both really silly ways to end the game. It is. It's super super dumb. It doesn't
1: fit uh, either of them, and just like the, the the idea that both of these games came out uh, at roughly the same time. Like I just. It I was kind... the
0: style at the time. Yeah, I, like for some just... reason. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucking weird. Um, but yeah, then then the the game ends after this goofy song, which I've definitely cut in. Um, <laughs> and then and then that's Sanitarium.
1: That is yeah. Sanitarium. So, my my overall opinion hasn't changed. Like it's fun to reminisce about the uh, about the highlights here. Like there's some mm-hmm. stuff that works. Like and I I feel shitty armchair quarterbacking it because it's on one hand it's kind of obvious this is low budget, you know. Mm-hmm. Like they just they didn't have. A lot of resources to have a lot of bites at the apple here. And so, you know, the fact that they had this ambition, like I'm always, you know, to some degree going to like admire ambition, even if they're mm-hmm. not able to meet it and, you know, deliver, you know, d- d- deliver on it. I just don't think I think that they made several choices along the way. Um, the sketchiness of this, um, notwithstanding to 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 make this kind of not effective As a horror game or as an adventure game, not as effective as I wanted it to be. And so like, this is, this is an anger. Like I'm still, again, I'm still happy that I played this and like, I see so many good ideas here, but I think that I'm just in this awkward position where I see it as, as kind of missed opportunity. Like I look at this and I think, man, I don't know better, but like what you're trying to be, you're not quite becoming. And I really, really like what you're trying to be,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I I don't I I feel like the problems are way more surmountable, you know, like, and that's part of what ends up being I feel similar in that it's frustrating to me that it's not better. But like, I just the problems I like different voice actor for Max and (laughs) faster walk speed would have made such a big difference. Oh, definitely. The the viewing thing and the pixel hunting, like those are all things I'm so used to. Or the you know the the camera angle thing maybe not so much, but the pixel hunting and the superfluous maze and shit and like bummer chapter are things I'm used mm-hmm. to just forgiving adventure games for because like the genre does some bullshit. It's inherent to the genre, right? It's like a you know a JRHPG problem in some ways.
1: It bothers me more here. And I don't know if it's because I didn't play it like when it was contemporary. But I didn't well, play I, I, I didn't play like Monkey Island when it was contemporary. Like I don't know. Like I No, this is
0: a way worse game than Monkey Island. Like it's <laughs> not like you know, it, it's but that's what I'm saying is that like the the issue I think that I'm picking up that you're having and that I agree with in some ways is that like the good things are hampered by very fixable kind of flaws or what Mm -hmm. feel like fixable flaws, you know? So the bad things just stick out. Like the good stuff ends up feeling a little bit like a wash because it's hard to enjoy it completely. Mm -hmm. You know, like it is, it's just, it feels bad to move around too much to, to want to explore these places that are portrayed in a way that like you're not, happy they're portrayed anyway yeah so like you're you're doing you're moving around in a way that doesn't feel good in an area that doesn't look good Mm -hmm. to kind of hunt this stuff down and like if those things were fixed i think this would be like maybe not like a classic it's really hard to say what kind of emotional impact it would have with better voice acting because i think the script is generally pretty good um it's not great it's not high art but it's not like the script is good like it's this is like a mature you know kind of thing it's like it's complicated i like some of that stuff
1: yeah. Uh, I I definitely I, dig the short story side of it. And like, I like the broad strokes of what they're of what they're doing. I just think the, the, the whole, um you know, incident at, at Owl Creek Bridge kind of thing. Like, I, I'm maybe I'm just I've just been exposed to too much of it, or I've seen it done so much better in other in in, in other kind of like, takes on the genre. Yeah, you know? like, yeah.
0: It's not, it's not, it's a lot of it is judging on a curve, right? Like it's, it it feels like some of the genre stuff was fresh or at least when I came to it, but it was just because it was in a game, Mm -hmm. like having played, you know, and I'd played uh, Gabriel Knight at this point or right around then. And Gabriel Knight is also a mature, like supernatural game. And it's, I like it a lot better. I think it's a much better game. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was still novel to me. Like, and even at the time I'd played it, just games dealing with any of that stuff was still novel to me. Yeah. Like at all. Like, it's like, I played this before I played you know fallout or before i played torment or anything like that i I played this more or less when it came out and it was just it predated a lot of games that dealt with that stuff when i was grew up on consoles where like mature theming is there's a space monster you know you're the, the bad guy's actually secretly a monster you can't understand yeah and the last yes. act and that's that's a mature game you know like at the time the my level for sophistication of storytelling which was, was final fantasy 4 which like I like that game. I'm not saying it's a poorly told story, but it is very like big, Mm -hmm. you know, and the idea of dealing with anything that was in the real world or having the subtext of like mental illness or hallucination, like an unreliable, you know, something that's on the screen might not actually be there Mm -hmm. was still novel to me. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm not saying like Final Fantasy IV is a thousand times better of a game. Like that's, <laughs> it's it's like it's a better story too. Like I love Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. But just de- it was very novel to have to deal with these like Jacob's mm-hmm. Ladder things. Yeah. Um, which like just didn't happen in mm-hmm. games for me. So like it was it was really cool then. In looking back on it, I'm more frustrated because I think it could be kind of a classic if they had fixed some things that feel like they were pretty easily fixable. Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah it's an it's an interesting bird um i would uh recommend that people pick this up on sale on gog or whatever like this game is always dirt cheap like i i Mm -hmm. I hate i hate to throw in like oh you know dollar per hour or whatever like play up through like the 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 circus chapter
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and if you still like it like you can keep going you know and 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 see it out like it's not a long game it's like a 10 hour game
3: yeah
0: yeah it's pretty like i mean it's pretty short as far as games go like it feels long because like 4 hours of that is the Aztecs chapter but like it's uh it it's a pretty short game i think it's like a low calorie thing if but it's like i wouldn't recommend it like if you're like i'm like let's say i'm into adventure games we all give adventure games a shot like there are so many better examples of it <laughs> yeah. like this is a, if this is like a you like adventure games you've played a lot of them and you never heard of this like mm-hmm. give it a shot right yeah. if you uh but not like just a casual like this is not for like people who are like not already fans of the genre right right you know, i think that this would be a terrible place to start mm-hmm. um and there there are just a lot of problems like i i came away liking it but it's not because i don't because i think you're wrong like i still right. was frustrated a lot of the time i was playing it mm-hmm. and this, this is because we're in the middle of uh, my winter of discontent like this is this, <laughs> this is this is my equivalent of summer of 13 or whatever no no it's when, uh, uh,
1: summer of tw- uh 20 hell is what i'm calling yeah it.
0: yeah 20 2012 like 20 that summer this is my winter for that. Hmm. Uh, so this is where I don't like the games we're playing on the show as much as I want to. <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
0: what are we doing next? Gary, next time uh, we are playing
1: our poll winner. So you all mm-hmm. did this to us. I'm saying this preemptively. I haven't played it. I'm basing this on Gary's first impressions here. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, yes, our action adventure poll.
0: Our listeners chose for us to play Legacy of Kane's Soul Reaver. Yeah, which I've been I'm having a real bad time with. Yeah. Um, so but we'll we'll talk about it at length. I don't need to go over it. You know, mm-hmm. but just as a warning, like if that's something that you don't like listening to, this will be that. I don't know what you want from me other than that. Like, <laughs> I'll just I'll just pretend like I, yeah, I'll yeah, <laughs> i lie about it. Like I, I can't uh, have a different reaction to the thing, mm-hmm. you know. So if you want me to be honest, which you should, then this is what me being honest looks like. And that's I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, the uh so, yeah, I don't like Soul Reaver, but we'll talk about it and it will be a fun episode regardless because, you know. Sometimes those are it'll be fun for some. Um, after that, <laughs> we are doing our uh, another one of our special episodes. We haven't done one of these in a while um, on interactive fiction.
1: Yes, so uh, people might also know these games as text
0: adventures, mm-hmm. not to be confused with visual novels or choose your own adventures or Twine games um, or any of that. Or Twine of, games, yeah, mm-hmm. things. Well, Twine games would kind of count. Like I was thinking about speaking of a Twine games somewhere, but um, we're kind of going more classic. Yes, Twine that. games are more recent now. Yeah. Yes, um, so we're doing four of these. We've each picked two. Um with the idea that we're going to uh play the, our representatives and then uh at least dip our toes into the uh the other hosts' representatives. So what what do you what are you picking, Cole? Well, Gary, um I'm doing a classic one and
1: a relatively uh, I'm doing a classic and a modern classic. Um for our cl- for my classic one, I'm dipping into Infocom's uh catalog with Planetfall, which is um, something it's like, it's one of the few, like straight up, like sci-fi, like Buck Rogers, um, you know, classic, uh, serial sci-fi fiction things that I've seen in, uh, in, in the genre. And people speak very highly of its story, um, related to that. Like I'm, I'm in, the, I'm in the mood for some good pulp sci-fi. Um, mm-hmm. and, and in something a little bit more meta, um, and a little bit more, uh, kind of experimental, I am, uh, uh, going to go with 2004's slouching towards Bedlam.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to to touch on both of those. Yeah, myself
1: slashing tour bathrooms um, is amazing. So I like I've I'm definitely stacking. So yeah. I'm stacking the deck toward myself. There, like I want to play this game again.
0: Yeah, the uh, yeah, I I am uh, so I also chose classic and modern uh, for mine. So my classic, I have chosen Mine uh, mind forever voyaging, um, which is kind of uh, my understanding. I've I uh, played it a little bit. I never beat it, but um, by reputation and things I've read about it, it is interesting in that it kind of um, predates and kind of. Uh, uh, forecast the—you um, know—there aren't really puzzles until the end. It's a lot mm-hmm. about what choices you make on the way there, um, which is something I like in games now. Like I'm a big Telltale fan, etc. And then uh, for my second choice, I'm also doing a modern game, um, and that is *The King of Shreds and Patches*, uh, which is an explicitly Lovecraftian text adventure game that's actually based on a, a campaign. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was either that or *Anchorhead*, and I wanted an excuse to play something new. <laughs> and the reason I chose this is because my understanding is it emulates a lot of things that don't happen in text adventure games, like there are detective scenes and kind of combat scenes and stuff like that. Like it has action moments, yeah, and such. Yeah. So,
1: um, yeah. so one of the best ways to play this. Uh, so there are lots of parsers uh, that are available. If you want to play these on iOS, uh, which is the way that I've done a few of these before, there's a there's an app called Frotz. F R O T Z. Um, that lets mm-hmm. you, uh, do those as well. And that has like some macros and things like that for common commands, um, to kind of streamline the process.
0: So it's great. Like Frotz is wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> infinite, like entertainment for free on your phone. And if you think about <laughs> how often you type like full sentences in interactive fiction, which is almost never, <laughs> um, typing it on the keyboard on your phone just works. Yes. Um, after that, we're doing a game I'm really excited to do because I think this is going to be coming up for air. These are not fiction games I'm looking forward to doing, but that's also going to be kind of uh, a genre in general. It's outside of our wheelhouse, and I feel like this is going to be the the springtime, the thaw from the winter <laughs> of my discontent.
1: Yes, um, and uh, the game that we're doing, um, it is our spring survival horror game,
0: Silent Hill 3. I'm really excited. Yes, because, me too. Uh, I, I love uh, Silent Hill 2, and mm-hmm. I've been meaning to play it. The only reason why I haven't played it since then is because I knew we'd do it for the show someday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And this is a series that I, you know, I wanted to spend more time with. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, super excited. So you need to make a decision, um, how much you want to know about silent hill one
1: before you go into this, because it is a direct sequel. Okay. Um, in a way that silent hill games are not. Um, if you want to know then I can write up like a synopsis for you of the things that you need to know. Um, if you would prefer that we, uh, kind of like take Heather's story on its own, um and get the reveals um the way the game gives them out then that is that that, that is available as well
0: yeah i might um i don't know if you're tra- are you talking to me specifically i'm talking to or you, you talking yeah. To- yeah i thought so um i might try to play the first one or the the remake of the first one before then mm-hmm. um we've got some time and i'm yeah. ahead on other it's stuff.
1: it's also a seven hour game the remake will not uh, will not give you what you need uh the okay. Sh- shatter memories is uh it, it is a retelling of that story but it is it is very different and it doesn't have the hook specifically into three
0: Okay, I've got I've got the first one on my on my PSP. I want to say oh. I believe, um, if that is indeed a uh, on the PlayStation Store, which I think it is. It is. Yeah, um, I've got it. Yeah, um, I've it, got
1: that. It will not run on a Vita, so you have to play it on your. Uh, on your oh, original. interesting! I did not yeah. know that. Um, yep. That's a bummer. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So I will. Uh, I will. I will consider that. I will let you know a little mm-hmm. closer to you if I want yep. to have that summarized or not.
1: There's also uh, um, kind of a like a little bit of a caveat. I want you um, and anybody else who is uh, playing this to try the HD remake on uh, on your PS3 or 360. Um, see if the frame rate is bad. That may have just been because it was DuckStream and I was overtaxing my PS3. Uh, but there uh, there were some technical issues for me. Gary, if um, if if the frame rate is
0: unplayable for you, I will send you my copy of the PS2 version. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um and I wouldn't feel that bad emulating it giving that I own the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like if I, I have the, the the HD remake. I I, th- I remember thinking that there are reading that there are some problems with the HD remake anyway. Uh, mostly, so on, the, the mostly mo- on the mostly on like
1: the three sixty. Like the the port of two on on the PS three is perfect. Um on three yeah. just like the frame rate like got to the point where like I'm I'm no <laughs> I'm no total biscuit, but um mm-hmm. uh the 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 frame rate was uh was nigh unplayable. Not acceptable. Point.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, I will. I will definitely check those those things out as we get a little closer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got about 17 miles of uh, bland soul reaver hallways to walk through first, though. So, <laughs> the, uh, uh, to get through that. Um, if you have anything to say about any of those games, uh, you can hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yes. Um, that would be awesome. If you want to uh, talk to us about these games in real time or just chat with us in general, you can do so on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash watch out for fireballs, mm-hmm. or you can also find us on Twitter. Um, if you have feedback, that's a good place. Yeah. Um, I am at Gary Buh at G A R Y B U H. Yep, and I um, am at Cole Ross K O L E R O S
1: S. I've been trying to tweet more funny stuff lately, so there's a value add there.
0: Yes, <laughs> the uh, if you don't say so yourself, uh, That's that just a tease about about like, your your phrasing of that. I'm not saying your, your jokes are not funny. <laughs> um, I just I've, I've i've tried to use it more as
1: a as an avenue for publishing as opposed to just self promotion. There we
2: go. Yes.
0: Um, and then the other thing you can do if you want to support the show is you can go to uh, patreon.com forward slash duck TV and support us there. Uh, $2 and up gives you access to our Slack channel where you mm-hmm. can also chat with us and chat with other fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, write, you know, be nice. And people are generally really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and that's a good way to, to financially support us if you'd yeah. like to do that.
1: It makes a huge difference for us.
0: Yep um i think that's probably about it just right? about
1: yeah um oh uh go to duckfeed.tv slash news i'm trying a new thing for a while we'll see if it sticks uh but weekly updates about stuff that's happening with the network um <laughs> so those are going out over patreon and stuff as well but like it is a good way on fridays at a glance to see what's happening
0: yeah indeed um yeah so uh thank you guys for listening and uh, until next time what should they uh watch out for call uh
1: watch out for fetus monkey torture yeah okay yeah <laughs> Bare feet slippers? You need them to go on the rides, of
2: course. Must I pass through the bowels of the monster? This is a confusing mess. What? I wish I knew, man. Why? That stuff is with a bird. What? Who are you? Why? Are your
3: memory pathways in need of service?
2: Why? Um... The
3: dawn of the insectoids! Um... Ah.
1: Ah. Toad puking pig boogers on this game.
2: That's a rude thing to say.
1: Hey, uh, uh, who are you?
2: Uh, Ah. (sighs) (sighs) Slimy Squid Boy broke loose. (sighs) Wish I could. Where is that awful music coming from?
1: I like this music. It's got a great beat. (laughs)
3: Do, do, do my ears deceive me?
2: My ears deceive me. What? What am I doing here? Who am I?
3: Ouch! Out! out! Greed. Bar.
2: Pride. Bar. Evil. My name is My name is Not meat.
0: His arms were red with blood, and he was swinging around the head as he was talking. Ah,
3: now there be a melody. Any good sailor would dance a jig Enough games. Enough games. Enough games. Yield before Omech.
1: We have a winner. Amen to that.
3: Oh, don't cry. The music's not so bad. (laughs) That evil machine will be silent for a while.